Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Happy Labor Day. However you're uh, celebrating, I hope uh, some of you are by the dial today. And uh, we are uh, working, and you know, I'm never, Aaron, especially after like a, uh, 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 you know, you, what you were hoping was going to be a blowout. Hey, do we really need to be working Labor Day? And then, and then the other night happens, the, uh, and the Bears fall to Texas State. Drake Toll uh, with us as always. Drake has left the area, and I believe he had someone getting married, and he He's gone across the country, but the man always working, always ready, always at the helm. And, and yesterday we had a nice debut of our ESPN Central Texas kickoff show brought to you by the Office of Baylor Alumni. And fellas, uh, Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, um, we we were kind of deciding, is Baylor going to cover, aren't they? You know, And Drake had Texas State covering. I do not think Drake had Texas State winning uh, head up. And uh, this is a difficult uh, time for the Baylor fans. I think there's been lots of overreaction. Uh, I think there's a lot of um, understandably upset and angry folks out there. This is a safe space for that. Just because we're the flagship doesn't mean we're going to come in here trying to pump green and gold today and try to convince you that something right, you know, good happened the other night because there wasn't anything good. It was an embarrassment. It was one of the more embarrassing losses, uh, really. And I've seen a lot. I've seen some bad ones over the years. It was a bad, bad way to open the season. Drake, um, as you come to us, from the great northwest uh you've had a, a day or two to kind of reflect are you feeling any better about things uh, uh a couple of days after the uh, the uh, catastrophe that happened in waco texas uh no matt i actually think i feel worse at this point um like if you look at the way the rest of this schedule cracks out this is this is not good this <laughs> you just lost to texas state when you you haven't even gotten into Big 12 play yet, and you already dropped a game, uh, what what's more, Matt? I thought the same as you. It's like, all right, Labor Day, you know, I, I'm up here at a wedding, I'm seeing family, I'm seeing people I don't ever get to see. I'm just gonna have a fun, easy weekend after a 42-21 Baylor victory, and now here we are. Uh, the Bears got embarrassed. It, it was not. It was a top three to five loss, I'd say, in program history because of where the expectation is, because of where your head coach is. Um, this this shouldn't happen. It can't happen, Matt. And Baylor looked totally unprepared. And, and now Coach Aranda and company are having to answer for that. If you look at the rest of the schedule, namely Utah coming to town this week, we we officially have a very, very dark place that Baylor needs to get itself out of immediately. 
even even Aaron before the show the 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 darkness that is Drake Toll, the young man, the the prince of darkness that he is at times. I mean, I I think he was looking for a sliver of of hope and and kind of like, is there anything we can offer our folks today? I have this to offer. We will take a one. We'll take a little bit of a reprieve from breaking down what happened against Texas State. And by the way, this is not the show today. There are, there are other people who are employed by Baylor or whatever that are going to say, well, let's start looking ahead to Utah, the Utah Utes. Hey, we'll do that tomorrow. We'll do that tomorrow. In fact, boy, Drake has lined up another showstopper. We'll have more on that as the show unfolds. But today we have to look back and we have to examine how that could have happened. And, and, and again, there were, there were times late, obviously, with uh, a catch that could have been made down there on the goal line. I mean, that, that score could have ended up looking like 42-38. Um, I, 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 you know, honestly, it wasn't that close. Butler kind of hung around and tried to, but they kept getting down. They were down 28-13. Then they would try to fight back. Um, it, it, it really, they, they lined up Texas State and kicked Baylor all over the field. They did it in the run game. Uh, the Bears didn't get a pass rush. They schemed the Bears up. And, you know, the only thing I regret I have last week, we had G.J. Kenny on, um, and, and, boy, he was great. I have to say, looking back, Aaron and Drake on G.J.'s attitude during that interview he was so calm and he kind of had that attitude i thought of kind of like hey this is a real tall task i mean we know we're really up against it i i have to think watching his attitude on the sideline his demeanor everything about what they were doing already by the time he talked to us he was feeling really good he didn't show us that he didn't it's not like he came out and had a lot of bravado but i think they kind of we're trying to lay that that thing out there about hey we're going to play we're going to play Hornsby we're going to play Finley and maybe there was some thought they might but then at some point they're like well we got this six seven dude out there and Baylor can't defend anything he's doing even in a was that a fourth and three where they where they they literally ran him outside nobody had outside responsibility they do it they did a mesh point like RPO and he runs into the end zone and that. He looked as impressive as Cam Newton, whoever you want to compare him to. Whoever the great, big, huge quarterbacks are in college football from the past, that's what that guy looked like to me. 22 for 30, 298 yards, would have easily been over 300, had some drops. I mean, the thing is, Baylor kind of was lucky to be as close as they were. They were dropping balls out there. They were, that, that really good receiver, now not 10, not Joe Dirt. He doesn't drop anything. But that uh, other really good receiver, Drake, you remember, we were talking about him before the game. He actually dropped a couple of passes. Hawkins, Ashton Hawkins, yeah. Oh, man. And he's good, too. He's good, too. But Joe Dirt, my gosh. I mean, he came, I think, with Coach from the Incarnate Word and got it done. Now, Drake, let's let's hit real quick. And, Aaron, our, our – um, Breaking news part of this, um, since we're coming on after the uh, Dave Aranda news conference earlier today, and again, happy Labor Day. Hope you're having a great day off. 
But um, this is a good time for you to be listening to us because we will have a lot to say throughout the afternoon. <clears throat> and, and, again, Drake sounds a little different, but it's through the magic of our, uh, our tie-line technology <clears throat> that yeah. we're bringing him in from the great, uh, the great Northwest. And, guys, as you'll note, uh, I continue. I, I was in a, in a little bit of a rough shape Saturday, but, uh, but through the ma- I've got some magic drugs that have kind of started to bring me back. So uh, doing much, much better, Drake, than when you saw me. My, my biggest fear, Drake, was going to be that you were too close to me during the pregame and you were going to be huffing and puffing and coughing today. But you sound fine. Uh, you sound fine. And you're so young, you've got great immunity, so I think you're okay. Now, Baylor uh, news today, Baylor will be without starting quarterback Blake Shapin for at least two to three weeks because of an MCL injury uh, that that he suffered in that game. You saw that he was compromised um, on one of those throws he made. Uh, somebody came in. Boy, in the NFL, they won't allow it. You cannot come in there low. Uh, somebody hit him after he released the ball, and um, and that's when this injury happened. He kept giving it a go. Then he had to leave the game for a little bit, and then they really bandaged him up, and then he came back. But, again, he was getting hit too much. He was constantly under pressure. I thought it was a, a brave, brave game for Blake Shapin. The other, the other note is that uh, starting safety Devin Lemire uh, out two to three weeks with a dislocated elbow uh, in that game. And our man Garmin Randolph was seen leaving in a boot sprained ankle is what's going on with that one. But um, uh, I, I, I got to say, um, you know, Drake, I know a lot of fans were kind of a little bit um, surprised. when, and, and maybe there was a smattering of people. I never like to give that too much credence when somebody said, are you hearing chants for, for, for uh, Sawyer? I don't think there were a lot of that going on. I mean, sometimes I think on Twitter we react to nonsense. Um, Drake, you tell me if you heard differently because you know I was, you know my situation uh, Saturday. But bottom line is, I don't think any anything that happened was really Blake's fault. Uh, but once Sawyer was in there, we were all kind of taking a peek. What's going on? What is this decision about? Is Blake okay? My immediate feeling was that Blake was just compromised and and they needed to get him out of the game, and he was injured. But obviously he came back into the game. And I, right. I Drake, I, you, you kind of in real time were trying to kind of monitor and follow that. I know you kind of had a range of things that you thought were going on, but uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting sequence to watch because Blake, uh, Sawyer did some really good things, and you yeah. saw a little yeah. bit uh, even later in the game and he fumbled, I know, and that was a mistake, and he had the interception, and I, I wouldn't totally put that on him. But you saw some of the things he can bring. But I, I, I before we even get to Sawyer, Drake, I, I just think Blake did have a, a valiant effort. Like that's one, yeah. that's one of the efforts you can't question from, from uh, Saturday night's game. No, I, I love what Blake did. And when I first saw Blake come out of the game, here's what confused me, Matt is Blake comes out of the game. He is still on the sidelines throwing the football. He had played a couple drives with a knee brace. He's on the sidelines. He's throwing the ball, helmet on. He's in the huddle. So I thought immediately, all right, 
if Blake is healthy enough to be jumping around on the sidelines, then why'd they put Sawyer in? I mean, Blake had been out there for a couple of drives with a knee brace on, and they made the decision to go with Sawyer. So I thought, all right, is this from a competitive standpoint? Do you think they see more upside in Sawyer? They need somebody to come in, a gunslinger to come in and drive them all the way back. What is happening right now that Sawyer Robertson is in the game and Blake Shapin is showing signs on the sidelines that he is fine? Matt, not only did he look fine on the sidelines, they put him back in the game. They mm -hmm. put knowing he had a knee injury, knowing that he had something wrong with his knee, Baylor made a decision. Dave Aranda, not, not just Baylor, let's put, the, let's put the blame where it is. These are real people making these decisions. You know, Dave Aranda makes a, a conscious decision to say, I'm going to take Blake Shapin out of the game, and then reverses it. Knowing yeah. he has a knee injury, says, you know what, never mind. I'm going to put Blake Shapin back out there. And again, he comes out after the game and says, oh, yeah, we were playing Blake Shapin while he had an injury to his MCL. That well, makes no, 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 no. They, they, you don't know. Well, I don't think okay. they knew I, it was I'll, an – yeah, right. here's the deal. But they knew I don't think injury, they right? knew it was an MCL uh, and didn't have a great read yet on, on – I mean, you, you generally okay. – You're right. Here's what You're they right. say after a game. They'll say – They'll say, you know, uh, we think it's an MCL. We got to go get an MRI. The MRI then confirms that. I could promise you, knowing, I mean, I happen to know the team doctors and Kenny Boyd, the director of medicine. They don't, they, they would not have let him go back on the field if they thought he was truly compromised. Now, I think at the end, when they got him back off the field, uh, see, again, he had a heavier wrap the next time he came on. You remember that, Drake? That white, well, whatever he had, it was more than just a wrap. It was like a then, big, yeah. Like it was, it was a, like the air cast or something. I think Correct. Well, it, it wasn't an air cast. It was just a, it was more bandaging, and they put it around. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know how these things go. For generations, we've asked players to play hurt and to play through pain. And by the way, we watch in, in like huge playoff games. Or the Super Bowl, whatever. We watch like Pat, you know, Patrick Mahomes right, limp right, around right. the field like crazy. So let's not act like teams don't put quarterbacks out there that are limping around and and seemingly have some form of injury. I'm just saying they did not know that was totally an. M I mean, they, you can't know if that's an MCL or whatever it is until you right. put him in an MRI after the game. So, now, I mean, I, well, I hear what my, you're saying, but I, well, I don't question, have... I think, yeah. uh, optically, Matt, here, my, my question is, is if, if he are, he's already banged up, so we put a white a brace on him, and he's still in the game, then we take him out, deciding, hey, he, he can't go, he's injured, then we put him back in. From an optic standpoint, that doesn't make sense in, in my brain too much, how it was, hey, he can't go, and then a couple drives later, Okay, yeah, he can. But, Would I mean, they just do, give again, him rest? I, or that, I, I, again, I'd like to only, know. I'd like to know. The, the only thing I, I mean that I think you could get through your brain. You see players leave games all the time. Maybe even I saw a player the other day leave on a stretcher, and he came back and played in the game. I mean, now oh, that's wow. an extreme case. Yeah, that happened a in a college football game <laughs> over the weekend. But oh, we wow. we are used to seeing players leave. And then we hear always well, questionable return. In this case, they looked at it and determined it would be safe to put him back in the game. So in the end, why did he? Why was he out at the very end? He didn't want to. He was very upset about it. Uh, right. And again, he is a warrior, and he was trying to be out there. 
Dave Aranda was very open and honest about it. They couldn't protect him. No, like the they, line was the, that bad. The line was the that line, bad. The um, line, and again, hopefully it'll do nothing but get better. But they were not on the same page. They were getting blown off the ball. And then on, like, one of the most important plays of the game, the Bears try to run it to a guy who doesn't normally run. And I know they've used that in the past. What, who was that, Gavin or whoever? The Who's yeah. their kind of short yeah. yard? He, he plays some kind of H-back or tight end Yates. sometimes. Yeah, Gavin Yates. Uh, Gavin Yates, yeah. I mean, you know, they, you almost at that point, you can't be you, – you should have known by that point you're, you can't big body Texas State. I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe you outweigh them, but they've been, what we're they've been right knocking now. you off the ball the whole the time. Baylor ba- the Baylor Bears cannot big body Texas State. That's how bad it is. That's they how bad though. this was, Matt. That is, yeah. that's te- the, the fact the offensive line was so unprepared for Texas State, Matt, this is not a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I again, I don't know if it was unprepared or they just simply couldn't execute. Or, or here's what I think it was: there's a combination of things. They completely underestimated their opponent. Yep. And agreed. they just flat out got out schemed. I mean, on both sides of the ball, they got. I mean, where they really got. I mean, they ended up putting up total yardage similar to Texas State. Let's not act like Baylor didn't move the ball throughout the game. So there was movement. I mean, they didn't run the ball that great. I thought Dominic. Uh, ran pretty well but um i mean it it, it was uh, on defense though you could say well you got a new defensive coordinator all right oh. maybe give them a little something there but again you got a head coach who's one of the great defensive minds in the country correct and correct. and there was never and again was it just is it just they don't have the personnel to match up with texas state well that's horrifying to think but there was never anything there was never any adjustment that I mean, like, think about it. Texas State just got anything they wanted. Oh yeah. Um, and and then and then on a third and three, a very important play. It's like the game is it's six to, it's seven to three. They're up. Texas State is up seven to three, and there's a third and three, at at like midfield. Well, I think ba- Baylor on a third and three, they called some kind of run blitz. I see number forty come ripping off the edge. And and it's hat on hat. Your man Cooper lands. I mean, no offense. I mean, in the right situation, I'm sure he will be helpful. He got bulldozed all over that field. They they desperately yeah. needed more meat up yeah. front. Like uh, missing anybody who's. I mean, they just and the guy that was out of the game. And we can't say that he's the big. I mean, you can't just put it on one guy. But they didn't have their back. Their their. I don't know if he's their backup or starting nose tackle. But the big, the big, the big guy that's around three hundred pounds. They they just got eaten alive, and then, and then on top of it, and again, I guess we'll have to take a break at some point today. But at some point, <laughs> um, they they identified Bryson Jackson, who I like, Jack. But I mean, first game playing safety, playing trying to play the star position, and they yeah. said, you know what, yep. if that guy walks out there on a slot, I mean, that's just money. We're going to eat that guy alive, and they did. They did. There, there was yeah. not one. I, I don't. I don't remember a good matchup for the Bears. There was one. There was one cornerback that made a great play on a on a pass across the middle 
that I thought to myself, golly, I want to see more of him. It was like number 19, who was it? It was like a, either like a redshirt freshman cornerback that Baylor had out there. And he made a great play on the ball on an inside route. I mean, it, it, it was shocking to see somebody get their hands on a ball. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, all this will be moved, Jenkins, and we can Jenkins. move on with our lives. If they could turn it around and, and somehow beat Utah, then, then, then we'll move on with our lives. But for now, this is what we have to chew on. It is Matt Mosley. Yeah, it is. Go ahead, Drake. What you got? Well, before, and I want to do this in the first segment, Matt. I really do. I want to give all the credit, all the credit of this game to, to G.J. Kenny. Um, the, Texas State beat Baylor. Baylor didn't lose to Texas State. Texas State whipped Baylor uh, in McLean Stadium. So to G.J. Kenny, and I, I want to say, Matt, when we interviewed him, I don't know if I took Texas State beating Baylor seriously. Why would we, right? It's a 28-point game. Uh, I wish I would have asked him, what does a win against Baylor do for your program? But I didn't consider that to be a possibility, and he proved a lot of people wrong. Uh, G.J. Kenny flat out outcoached the Baylor Bears in his first game at the FBS level. Yeah, it's uh, it was a very, very uh, unfortunate day for the Bears, but a great day for the Kenny family, except for our buddy Landry on the Baylor sideline, G.J.'s brother. I did see a nice picture get taken after the game. And Gary Joe Kenny, the great Baylor Bear. Of course, G.J., his son. We had Gary Joe on, too. Should we have Landry on to hit the trifecta? Just have the whole <laughs> Kenny family on with us? Aaron um, and Drake and Mosley will continue on today. We, um, we start breaking this down and looking a little closer at exactly what happened. And as the day unfolds, 3.40 today, let's start thinking about it. You want to call us? You want to sound off? This is a day that you can do that. You can also text us. Uh, and Aaron's always taking a peek over at the uh, – over at the CNC Collision Center text line. It's 254-662-1660. It's 254-662-1660. Shoot us a text. We'll read it on air, okay? As long as it doesn't have too many expletives. Uh, we'll continue talking about Baylor's loss to Texas State, the season opener, uh, next. Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears welcome future Big 12 rival Utah to McLean Stadium this Saturday, 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. Live from Touchdown Alley, 11 a.m. kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky for all the play-by-play of the Bears and the defending back-to-back Pac-12 champion Utes this Saturday here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Ask for Kasasa Checking. It's our superpower. First Central Credit Union pays 5% APY on your checking account. There's no penalty in this game. Get great returns while having complete access to your cash. Get in motion with First Central's reward checking that refunds ATM fees nationwide. Enjoy an automatic savings feature that pays you too. It's a snap to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Eligibility and qualifications apply. APY annual percentage yield. Member NCUA. We all know high school football is huge in Texas. 
What else is huge is our selection of new Chevrolets and certified pre-owned vehicles at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West, our award-winning team is here to help you find the perfect new Chevy, all with a free lifetime powertrain warranty. For our starting lineup of new Chevys and big savings, too, please visit ChevyofWest.com. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. They have your favorite team's gear at Barefoot Campus Outfitter. New items arrive daily and include Central Texas's largest selection of polos, caps, tees, sweatshirts, and novelty items. Show your Baylor pride with Barefoot Campus Outfitter. 1508 Spate Avenue, Waco, just off I-35. You can shop online at BarefootCampusOutfitter.com. Free shipping for orders over $50, because every day is game day. English Maids is a residential and commercial cleaning company servicing Waco Temple and surrounding Central Texas communities. Owned and operated by Kay English and Laura English Thurman. Each employee goes through a complete extensive maid servicing training, screened by national background checks, and bonded. You'll always receive excellent service from people you can trust. Look them up at EnglishMaids.biz. That's EnglishMaids.biz. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll joining us from Parts Unknown. Now, he's in the great Northwest. Very, very uh, uh, haughty wedding that he's attending out there and excited to hear more about that, perhaps off air. But uh, that'll, be a, that'll be a good time for the Toll family, the Arkansas Toll family, just all heads out there to the great Northwest. I got to meet the Tolls uh, the other day, and, boy, Mr. and Mrs. Toll, April Toll, uh, that's, a good, that's a good group. And um, really, uh, really, uh, I, I tell you, I have even more respect for Drake now knowing 
uh, his parents and his family. So that was kind of fun. Now, we got a lot to get to and start walking through this game. And you'll hear my voice fail me a couple times today. Uh, It's okay. I'm recovering. I'm recovering quickly from from some kind of illness that overtook me Friday and Saturday. But we fought through it. Uh, Bears lose to Texas State. All hope seems lost. Drake seems to be near a train at the at the current time now. But uh, we do have people. We do we have folks calling in. Drake, I love this. I, I want our, I want this to be a, a safe space for our people. It come if you're hungry. Come if you're uh, you're you're unhappy. You're angry. That's okay. And we're not going to try to tell you, oh, you shouldn't be this or you shouldn't be that. If you're if you're one of the folks that think Dave Aranda is sitting over there, I saw this out there a lot, well, he has no expression. He's not getting angry. He's not showing – well, he wasn't showing any expression, by the way, when they won the Big 12 and had the best year in school history. He's doing the same thing he's doing now. But I understand people want to sound off on that. I'm fine with that. Um, let's um, Let's hear – let's go to Robert – uh, on uh, over on line two, uh, Robert, you're on the uh, the Matt Mosley show with Drake Toll and Aaron Sexton. Thank you, Mr. Mosley. I appreciate it. I've listened to you a long time. I am 78 years old. I followed Baylor probably close as you have. I've never seen such an inept performance we had. I know you probably don't remember, but this reminds me of the Bill Bill area where we can't win a game and the coaches get so outcoached. He stands over there afraid he's going to hurt their feelings. He don't coach. <laughs> and uh, I, literally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed in him, very much so. Come on, you know, you don't treat these guys like babies and afraid you're going to hurt their feelings. Get after it. And that's about all I got to say, Mosley, except I'll enjoy you every day. Well, Robert, I enjoy your calls, and you can call in any time, and, and everybody needs to know, uh, use the line Robert just used, 254-662-1660. And uh, Robert is of a vintage that remembers Bill Bill. I know the name because my dad played for Bill Bill, and he played for John Bridgers, and then Bill Bill came, and, and uh, that was a rough era in Baylor football history, but I know it. And then, of course, Grant Taft came and, and turned things around and made everybody uh, feel better about Baylor football. But I know, I know that era. Now, the, the difference in Bill Bill and Dave Aranda is Dave Aranda's won 20 games here. And uh, he's 20, I guess, 20 and 17 now. But, you know, Drake, let's stay right there with what Robert brought up. Yeah. I, I think people uh, naturally have this feeling – I mean, they, you know, other coaches, Baylor's not the only team that lost the other day. Now, this is the first Power Five conference uh, win or, five, you know, Power Five team that Texas State has ever beaten, right? They've, it's the yeah. first time they've done it. They, they came in. They didn't sneak up on anybody. They came in. They had all these transfers. And, of course, Dion did the same thing with TCU, brought in like 70 transfers and 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 beat the frogs, Gary Joe. I mean, GJ Kenny just did that to the Bears. But one of the things that gets under the skin of the fans, and I get it, they want after an awful performance in an embarrassment like this, they want a coach that might come in and do 
um, what we've seen maybe some coaches do in the past. Be, be you know, kind of look disgruntled. Be upset. Promise it won't yeah. happen again. Dave Aranda is never going to change who he is. And, and some of the same things that we kind of admire about him are some of the things that kind of infuriate fans at times. And it's that kind of blank, you know, no expression, sort of standing there, arms crossed on the sideline. At times, you don't want the coaching savant. You want somebody who looks a little PO'd over there. Our team's getting beat by Texas State from the Sun Belt. We were favored by 27 and a half. Somebody scream at somebody. Go get in somebody's face, coach. And, and, of course, if he did that, it wouldn't be him. It's not really who he is. But, Drake, you can kind of understand how that's a, that is something that gets in the fans' crawl, especially after a loss like that. Yeah, Matt, I, I look – Nobody was complaining after you won a Sugar Bowl in a Big 12 championship. Dave Aranda's too quiet of a guy. Dave Aranda doesn't show enough emotion. Um, I've, I've heard that gripe, but now it seems to come out more when the team loses. Now that's the big problem with people. I, look, he's not a rah-rah guy. He's not a, a Nick Saban or a, or a Kirby Smart or a Jim Harbaugh or a Joey McGuire. He does not have a personality that is going to get you fired up. Joey went to the media today and said, we love our fan base. Our fans are going to be great this week against Oregon. We're going to build off of this. And Dave's just not going to ignite that out of your fan base. And, Matt, it makes me question, is he able to ignite that out of this team? And I think the answer is is likely no. I think that's where a Jeff Grimes or, or now a Matt Powell, that's why those guys are there, or a uh, Sean Bell to come in and ignite, to give the pregame speech and give the rousing cheer to the team. You know, Dave's not that guy. He's, he's the field general. He is, uh, he's very well put together. And, and I get why that's frustrating a lot of football fans, but I would, uh, Matt, I would, and everybody, please work with me here. I would rather have that than Chad Morris the used car salesman, uppity, rah-rah vibe. I would rather have a, a, a calm demeanor, a, someone who doesn't overreact, than have the opposite right now. So that's one I thing know. that I the, – the, the attack on Dave Aranda here about his personality, I just uh, – that's not where I would start. It's not where I would yeah. start. But, again, at the same time, Matt, if I'm a 17-year-old kid, no chance – no chance that gets me fired up to play for a program because that's just not how 17-year-old football players work. Yeah, I do think when families, uh, from a recruiting standpoint, and boy, there's a, there's a discussion point as well because somebody put it out there, uh, one of these Utah State transfers, Bears thought they were going to have this DB, and I, and I don't know what's happened there. He's decided he's not going to play for the Bears. And, of course, the great timing of it, uh, you know, just in the, the hours after this horrible loss, the guy says, just to let you all know, I'm not playing for Baylor. Well, listen, that's the way these storms go. It kind of people pile on, oh, this is horrible. Oh, the recruiting's horrible. Oh, the, <coughs> the NAL's not great. <clears throat> I mean – which all things are kind of true yeah. there, Matt. I mean, like yeah. I, I, it could be an overreaction, but there there is a little an inkling of truth to some of that. The NIL is not great, and the recruiting is has declined. Yeah, and 
the the NIL, and I think this needs to be a separate discussion, and for now we'll stick with what happened on the field in Texas State. But my point is, and, I, and, and you understand, and is that when you have some awful loss like this, everybody's reaching for all sorts of explanations. It's the yeah. countenance or the demeanor of the coach. Oh, we don't have good good enough NIL like these other schools. And you're right. There might be some truth to all of it. Our 2024 class does not look that great. Well, I mean, I don't know. These things, they, they usually end up landing decent classes. I guarantee you when it was Petrie and James, um, I'm just thinking of all those guys that I'm thinking about Lockhart, Braveyon, all those people rule brought in. There weren't a lot of them everybody was going crazy over. Like, oh, my gosh, unbelievable recruits. And they did have a few four stars that they brought in. But this was – this is just so rough on – and part of this is what we were talking about the other day. And people didn't understand, like, a tweet I put out. Mac and I had a talk a month or so ago about, like, it's it's exciting to have – eight home games in a lot of ways. Like, oh, man, this could be a huge catalyst. Max's point was, well, it could kind of go the other way. And what it, it, because it becomes like a slow, sad march, if you lose to Utah and if you lose to Texas, you lose three of your first four games, those home games become like sort of rough because you can't, <laughs> even if you're just giving away tickets, it's yep. hard to get people out there to the stadium to watch a team that has no shot and may not even make a bowl game. And so that's all Mac. That's what Mac was referring to a month or two ago is like, hey, it's mostly a great thing, but it could also be kind of a negative thing. Well, we're seeing it. They open against Texas State. And even, even listen, what you'll hear a lot of times from coaches is, well, we knew this could happen. Or we were a little worried this might happen. Or the coaches never like to admit we were shocked. Or, yeah, they caught us off guard. What, what happened the other day, though, is that they did get caught off guard on defense. And it's unacceptable. And it's unacceptable. I, I don't even put Pallage. I mean, he's a brand-new, first-time calling uh, a defensive game he's he's never had the opportunity to be up there being a play caller and I don't even think he was up there I think I saw he and Jeff on the sidelines the other night I I don't even want to throw him under the bus on this thing it it really and, and again Dave Aranda took it he wore it and he takes full responsibility but the thing is if you have this incredible defensive mind which he is I mean you've got you've got to change something during that game I don't I mean Again, we can't sit here and try to go. Oh, we're going to tell. We're going to show you a bunch of clips, and here's what they should have been. I, I had to laugh a little bit, uh, Drake. Late the other night, I wanted to see what d- before Dave spoke to the rest of the media. I wanted to see what he would say to the radio broadcast. Right? I wanted to see what yeah. he would say to JJ and 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 John. And JJ asked him a pretty point. Well, I mean, JJ was very nice about it, but was basically kind of saying, "Hey." What what happened to your safeties? Like, what happened to your DBs? What were you hoping to accomplish? I mean, J.J., in a nice sort of way, basically asked him, and <laughs> I wish you could have heard it, Drake. Day, day, and, boy, Aaron heard this. Dave launched into one of the most intricate, interesting, 
answers. But again, it spoke to how clinical he is. Even in yep. the aftermath of this awful loss, Dave, the professor, was able to literally, to the postgame audience, try to walk them through this extremely intricate answer from all the angles and the boundaries and, and where the, how they were supposed to be playing. And again, he's a fascinating, and I hope like crazy this works out for him. But, man, when, when everything goes south like this, there's no coach that's going to be great in that situation. But like LSU last night, they got this mean, angry guy in, in Brian Kelly. What did he say? What did he say after the game? He said, well, I think we thought we were the, George, the two-time defending champs Georgia Bulldogs. I think that's who we thought we were, and we're not. And I'm embarrassed, and we're going to have to get this figured out. Now, again – it doesn't really matter until they get it figured out. I just think fans can't – they have a hard time when things go south like they did Saturday, the, the, the arms-crossed, quiet, quirky head coach is a, rough, is a rough deal to consume. It's a rough deal to swallow for fans because they want anger, vitriol. And, again, I'm with you, Drake. We're not going to come on here and go, Dave, change who you are. Because if he does that, everybody's going to think they're a fake. I got a guy coming on here at 5 o'clock today that, that people wanted him to be more fiery and stop being such golly gee all shucks. And his name's Wade Phillips. And he's one of the greatest defensive coordinators ever. But as a head coach, this is the kind of stuff people had a problem with. He wasn't fiery. He didn't really do much on the sideline. He didn't seem like he was always in control. Well, he didn't end up making a very good head coach. He was an okay head coach. He wasn't certainly a great head coach. The verdict is still out on Dave Aranda. But, I mean, if this thing gets out of hand, and, and I mean, well, if they and, play and that, like they did the other night, they can't beat UCF, they can't beat Cincinnati, they can't beat Texas. They can't. There's not a lot of games on this schedule other than Long Island they can win. Yeah, the, 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 if this is a 2-10, and ten, a 3-9 and nine team, Matt, I, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to put words in your mouth or anybody else, but if Baylor goes 2-10 and ten or 3-9 and nine this season, you haven't just opened the conversation. You have to start talking, the, who's the next head coach? That's just the, that's the nature of college football is if this team goes 2-10 and ten with eight home games, that's the way this thing goes. Uh, and, 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 Matt, demeanor conversation, Tom Landry. My case in point, Tom Landry. You didn't see that. You know, I, I, when, when Dave wins, his demeanor's fine. When he loses, that's when we attack it. Did people ever say, oh, man, I wish Tom Landry would scream a lot more? Ah, I don't know. I, I think the demeanor conversation is one we can skip. But if this team does go 3-9, and nine, you do have to you, – there has to be a change. Yeah, I, we can – I do like, though, to let our folks – and we're going to continue to do this. In fact, uh, uh, if you want to get in and you want to uh, – Robert I, – I was, it was great hearing from Robert. Um, th- this is a time when folks want to sound off, and uh, we'll give you some leeway within reason. I mean, I again, I just don't uh, – I. People sometimes, I, I'll see on Twitter somebody scolding the fans for booing or this or that. Hey, listen, if you pay for season tickets and you're upset and you want to boo, I, I, I'm not going to come on here telling you how to be as a fan. That, that performance the other night deserved boos. 
my gosh, I think they're fortunate there weren't enough fans left at the end of the game to even boo them off the field. But if you're gonna if you're gonna put that product out there on the field, I mean, so Baylor has a funny fan base because you got half the fan base that's ready to run off Dave today. Half the fan base is mad at the other fan base because they're being too mean and they need to be, you know, show more grace and this kind of thing. This is a space where both sides can come out. Like, I'd love to have a caller who wants to defend Dave Aranda today and the team. Good now, again, luck. Dave, Dave's <laughs> going well, but Dave's going to have plenty of opportunities to make this game moot. I mean, I remember years ago in Ohio State, um, opened a season with a hor- horrific loss, and they ended up in the college football playoff. Um, they, this game could end up looking like a fluke if if the Notre Bears find a way. Last uh, last year, Notre, Notre Dame Marshall, Matt, same correct. deal. <laughs> correct. This game could end up looking like nothing if they could get the thing rolling. But, again, this is all we have to go on right now, and we'll continue to react. If you want to text... Or if you want to call, I love your calls. On a day like today, it's good to hear your voice. And uh, Drake and I will enjoy visiting with you. Call us at 254-662-1660. That's the CNC Collision Center uh, call line and text line. 254-662-1660. Sound off. Be heard. And we got a lot of people listening outside of the greater Waco area, outside of Temple Belton, Salado, uh, even Pflugerville. Call us from wherever. We'd love to hear from you. We'll, uh, we'll take your calls and we'll react to uh, uh, a really, really tough loss for the Bears. We'll continue to do it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys sitting here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
having pain like that and not knowing how you caused it and for how long it's lasting, it's debilitating. QC Kinetics patient Diane Richardson hated not being able to live her life to the fullest due to joint pain. But then she called QC Kinetics, where regenerative treatments helped her pain go away. The result was phenomenal. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in using natural biologics to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This was a great alternative for me as opposed to going in and possibly having surgery or something else. There was no downtime, and that's what I love. My life is too busy for me to be sidelined. If you're tired of constant pain from arthritis or injury, don't think the old treatments are the only treatments. Discover regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Just to feel good and know that I'm out of pain is the best thing ever. I'm able to do everything that I want to do. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, man. song is near and dear to my heart as we, uh, Gak, continues on into 3 o'clock hour. No, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton, Drake Toll joining us remotely today. He's all over the country right now, but Drake was out there twisting and tweaking and doing a nice job on that uh, ESPN Central Texas kickoff show brought to you by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Uh, Drake, only seven more of those. Okay, so seven. <laughs> oh. Oh. They, they've got to start winning fast, Matt. I can't. I can't. <laughs> what are you going to win some football games for these next yeah. seven? Seven more of those. Just get get ready for that. Now the uh, the number. If you want to get in here, uh, we've already had some good calls today. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. This is a safe space. I mean, if you're mad at Aranda, that's okay. If you're if you're still on board, that's great. Uh, we're not trying to push you in any of the, any of the direction. We're just sounding off on what was one of the worst losses of the past decade for the Bears. Um, it's, a, uh, it's a loss that will send everybody in the bunker. Everybody's kind of rethinking, uh, uh, you know, what's going on. Uh, this is a circle the wagons moment for Dave Aranda, and the performance against Utah, win or lose, will be extremely important. That has to be a different uh, product 
that comes out onto that field next Saturday at 11 a.m. or there are major, major problems. And and there are, uh, this is just, we will not try to come on here. We are the flagship of the Bears. We are not some kind of rah-rah gang, though, okay? There are places you can find that. There are other places you can listen to people who help raise NIL money for Baylor and all that. We do not do that. Uh, this is a place where we tell the truth, and you cannot come on here and pretend that that wasn't a disaster what happened out there against Texas State uh, in that loss. Now, folks calling in, 254-662-1660. Let's, uh, let's check in with um, Larry. Larry joins the Matt Mosley Show with Drake Toll and Aaron, uh, Aaron Sexton. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, we got you, Larry. Go ahead. Well, go ahead, man. Hey, I, I appreciate it. I listen to it all the time. But I, I like the Bears. I think this is a hard time for them. They're going through some stuff. But I think they'll win. I think they're a good team. they got a great coach. I think David Aranda is the best coach Baylor had. He's not going to jump ship and leave like Matt Rule did, I think. But, man, I just pray for him. I hope they're going to get up off the mat and do good. Well, Larry, appreciate that. And um, and that's that's part of the, uh, the Baylor spirit right there. People praying for Dave. That's I'm good, Larry. I'm I Drake, I think I hope you're saying a little prayer for Dave, the staff, everybody. Um now again, we uh we have to kind of call them like we see them and and that was a uh, that was an extremely frustrating and and demoralizing effort uh in in that game, but Drake, um, there are people like Larry who, and that's an interesting thought, is that Matt Rule never hid the ball, right? Matt Rule helped turn Baylor around, had one really good, great season, but he was always trying to get an NFL job, and that didn't work out, and he's back at Nebraska, and he got off to a rough start at Nebraska the other night, and Nebraska loses a lot of heartbreaking games, and so Matt Rule has continued that. Matt Rule was never trying to stay at Baylor. Dave Aranda has made no, uh, I mean, he's never seemed like he's trying to leave or looking for an NFL job or looking for another college job. One of the reasons he got a nice big extension was not only because they had so much success that one season, it was because the LSU job came open in November. And Mac Rhodes started working on getting a contract done. and But I guarantee you, Mac Rhodes is not wired. He is not a patient kind of like, well, everything's going to be okay. Let's, let's just give this time. Mac Rhodes will look at this thing through a more uh, bloodless-type lens than anybody on talk radio will. I promise you that. Um, uh, he, he will look at this thing, and if the end of the year – if Dave Aranda's uh, overall record is like 24 and 24 or whatever it would turn out to be, he, he's going to take a long, long look at that. But right now, like anybody, he's angry. But Max rooting for Dave like crazy, asking if he needs anything. How What can we do to support you? And, and they got to rally because everybody in that room at Baylor hears all the outside noise. They had a great crowd. They got the Baylor line running out there for the first time, all the excitement, and they laid an egg. 
And and as you said, Drake, important to remind everybody, um, G.J. Kenny in Texas State did not come in here like hat in hand, like, oh, wait, they, excuse me, oh, you're going to give us a win? They took it, and they schemed the Bears up and beat them in every aspect of the game. They just beat them up. They beat them at the line. They beat them on the perimeter. There, there's just really no uh, – can you think of any aspect – of that game, uh, Drake, that the Bears won, was there any was there anything you can no. say the Bears won this part of the game? Ah, uh, no. Um, you know, Matt, it, it's tough. It, that's the problem. That's the really glaring problem. I want to first say to Larry, thank you. You know, touch some grass, kind of deal. Everybody, calm down a bit. That's probably good. I, I needed Larry's call. But then again, Matt, you look at five of Texas State's six touchdown drives were less than three and a half minutes. They went up tempo, and it's like Baylor wasn't ready for it. I think that's why the defense looks so bad in every aspect is because Texas State did whatever it wanted to as fast, as fast and dramatically as it wanted to. And, you know, you can mention the Notre Dame-Marshall thing as I did, but the more I started thinking about it, Matt, this wasn't a 21 to 20 fluky game. You know, a couple things didn't go Baylor's way, and in the end, you lost by one in a hard fought battle. This was an absolute drubbing. Baylor got it handed to them. It wasn't close at any point in time. There was a, man, maybe Baylor can fight back. When you're having that mentality against Texas State, there's a legitimate problem. Um, and again, not to take anything away from Texas State, this was their first FBS win, and they are a first Power 5 win, and they've never been to a bowl game. So, this, Matt, you just gave them their best win in program history. So, yeah, if, if Baylor goes 9-3 and three this season, we look back and laugh a bit and say, oh, that really sucked in the moment. At least we went 9-3 and three and we're still going to the Alamo Bowl. That would be the, the consensus from the team, I'm sure. But it's a spot right now where... Again, living in the moment, calling it like it is. You mentioned it, Matt. Some people will blow hot air up your skirt. Not here. This is unacceptable. And I, I thank you, Larry. I, I love the sentiment. I hope the Bears win 11 games this year. But based on what we saw, not happening. All right. And Boykins is that player who was out for the Bears. Um, Drake, and, and, and hopefully he'll be back. I mean, he's someone that's kind of a massive guy that could maybe help you in the middle. But they, they, they were basically um, they, they were having to commit enough guys kind of in the box to, sh- to try to shore up the run. They, they got in horrible matchups. I mean, G.J. Kenny walked into McLean and had that thing schemed up so beautifully. Now, does that mean that Drake that um, that that Powledge or Dave Aranda have forgotten how to coach? No, it doesn't. But it 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 speaks to we do have to take our hat off to uh, really that staff. By the way, their O line coach, a run game coordinator, Drake, was on Art staff 2012 2016. Jordan Shoemaker, longtime Bryles guy. Uh, he's some people at Kenny's kind of a disciple of that group, uh, along with others. And he's kind of melded an air raid type scene, but he's put some other concepts, concepts in, in with it. And he just picked on Baylor. He's like, okay, where's Bryson? All right, I'm going at you. 
Oh, where's uh, where's Devin this play? I'm coming over that direction. Where's Bobby back there? And, and that's the way he played it. And he put the Bears. And, again, it's not all those guys' fault because they had no help with the pass rush. Uh, and then when you got a little bit of pass rush, what did, not, what did the big man do? What did T.J. Finley do, who had been both the LSU and Auburn, ends up at Texas State. He just kind of, you know, wandered around, got outside, and that throw he made, what did that make it? Um, was that when he made it? That they may have made it 21 to 13 or 21 to 6. That's yeah, when Baylor, Baylor kind of passed. Yeah. He had him he yeah. had, they had him in trouble and he peeled out and he just threw a he fired a dart. I mean that that dude looks like an NFL quarterback. Now again, well, was that the Bears defense or was that just a great quarterback? Maybe a little bit of both. It's, I I think it's the Bears defense, Matt. That's the problem. He's transferred from two different schools cuz he wasn't good enough to play the Power 5. He's had SEC offensive lines. SEC caliber talent to work around and the first time he's looked studly is the word of it. the first time he's looked studly he was the number six rated quarterback in america this week he's against the baylor bears kid couldn't make it at two schools in the power five and then rips your baylor team with a bunch of replacement wide receivers that is so unnerving yeah and by the way hobert they call him joe dirt I mean, that, that really was. They were kind of joking on the TV broadcast. By the way, our, our buddy Pete Souza, and a, uh, there's another guy that played maybe at UNT or something that was with him. I like their broadcast. I mean, we sometimes are not as favorable as we we don't say pleasant things about uh, ESPN Plus and some of the coverage we get. Uh, they were extremely pleasant, and, um, and, and, and I thought for the most part just did a nice job. I mean, I honestly – they were so – they had such a nice little chemistry that I often couldn't tell who was the play-by-play guy and who was the color commentator. They were just kind of popping it back and forth to each other. So I have to – a shout-out to our man Pete Souza, who we might need to have on this week because I like Pete, and, uh, and he does a nice job. I thought they did a good job on the call. I really did. Um, okay, we're going to continue down this path, and – we do have uh, people kind of lining up, wanting to visit with us. Um, 254-662-1660. We've already had several calls. 254-662-1660. I, I like, I like uh, we're going to do more and more calls as uh, Drake and I kind of continue to get things rolling here. And you need to be able to sound off on a day like today. But there's a lot to address. And... We need to kind of talk about how do you how do you recover from this? How do the Bears how do the Bears come back from this? What can you possibly do? What kind of adjustments can be made? Is there is there a path back from that awful situation that occurred at McLean Stadium the other night? We discuss that next. Flinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. 
At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. It's no exaggeration to say QC Kinetics can change your life. Hey, it's Matt Mosley from ESPN Central Texas. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all of that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with with pain. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, uh, or neck for me, you need to call and get a free consultation for the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now is the best time to get started. 254-415-4100. Again, 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics 254-415-4100. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. 
Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show featuring Drake Toll and Aaron Sexton producing, directing, doing all the things, taking your calls, 254-662-1660. Aaron's been busy. Um, He's also been monitoring the CNC collision text line and a lot of folks sounding off on... Well, what was a uh, really rough night for the Bears? They kind of tried to, to to get back in it and uh, had a chance down there to make it 42-38. There were a couple things Sawyer did that I liked. Obviously, he made some mistakes. Got to you know take care of the ball late with about four minutes left. But you can see he's fast. He's like six three or six four. He's fast. There are going to be some things to do. We do need to remind everyone that uh, Blake Shapin has an MCL, and it's going to be out two to three weeks. That, according to Dave Aranda from his news conference earlier today, we'll try to listen in on some of that news conference perhaps at around 5.25 today and uh, and listen to a little bit of what Dave Aranda had to say. Devin Lemire, uh, the uh, safety, out for two to three weeks as well with a dislocated elbow. Um, Blake... Fought like crazy, um, had to leave the game, came back into the game, did not want to leave the game. But in the end, Dave Aranda made the decision, we can't protect him. Um, And it wasn't even so much about that he thought his knee couldn't hold up. He just didn't think the O-line could hold up. Horrible sign. Really bad sign for the Bears. Can they repair it? I hope so. They'll get a chance against Utah. Let me tell you how many defensive linemen Utah is going to come in with. Um, the quality of recruits and and the level of recruits and athleticism that they have will, in a lot of ways, uh, uh, trumple. It'll 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 trump anything that Texas State had. Uh, and Texas State manhandled the Bears. So this is a huge wake up call. I think Eric Mateos, Jeff Crime, Jeff Grimes, the whole gang. I do think they can get this thing shored up and turn it around. But they're going to have to do it in a hurry. This is no time. They can't spend the whole week licking their wounds about what happened against Texas State. Uh, The fan base, this has served as a huge embarrassment. And I don't know. I mean, I think the players probably feel some embarrassment. I don't know what it is. I can't speak for them. Uh, We got to hear from a couple of them after the game. We will not hear from them. Well, we'll hear from them a little bit during the week. Uh, But uh, anyway, we'll uh, continue now. Um, Aaron, we do have our CNC Collision Center text line, and Drake and I want to hear a couple of these, and we'll react as we go. But uh, let us know what our folks are saying on that CNC Collision Center text line, Aaron. 
from the 254, 4-10 in the last 14 games. Currently five-game losing streak, mediocre recruiting, and poor position coaching has caught up with Aranda. We definitely were outplayed and outcoached. This is also from the 254. It says it was a hard lesson. They're still my Bears. Hats off to them. There'll be another game, and they'll persevere. Another uh, one says. On. Another one says <laughs> transfer portal. Colorado seventy, Texas State fifty something. Like varsity playing junior varsity transfer portal. Big upsets in college football this year. Okay, um, and I appreciate everybody um, responding, whether it be positive, negative. Let's start with the first one, Drake, and address it a little bit. They're they're calling out some of the coaching. I mean, everybody has to wear this one. I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, I mean, everybody on the staff. It's just no nobody's really uh, saved from this one. The players handle it. The coaches. Uh, Dave Aranda took full responsibility. Um, it's. Uh, it was just. It was the demoralizing part of it is, as it was happening, I kind of thought. I kept thinking as long as the Bears kept getting it back to within one score, I thought okay. Second half, they'll come out and hopefully take control and everything will be okay. And there will be questions about this game, but they, they will have won the game and moved on. They never honestly climbed. They were up, what, 3-0? Uh, and, then, and then never really they, they would get it back to within one score. At one point, they went for two and got it. I mean, I, there were some positive things that happened throughout the game. There was one receiver who kind of caught my eye. I mean, Hal Presley I've always loved. I thought the big man, Keetron Jackson, did do some nice things, and he's a big body who's going to make some plays. The receiver, number 17, who we kind of were like wanting to see a little more from because he's going to be a speedster for the Bears. He actually did some really nice things in this game. But the, the Drake, the, the biggest thing was they couldn't, they did. They couldn't make an adjustment. Like there was never a point where they they you felt like they could get a foothold in the game, because nothing they did on defense slowed down. Like G.J. Kenny and his staff <clears throat> and his players had an answer for everything Baylor tried. <clears throat> and and to me that is uh, that's just the most demoralizing part of this game is that the defense was that overmatched against a team that had never beaten a Power 5 conference team. They'd never done it. And, of course, they did it, and they did it in convincing fashion. Yeah, I, Matt, you, it was so bad that Baylor was having to run trick plays against Texas State to try to win the game down the stretch. And Drake Dabney, I, I, and this could be a very hot take. I, I get why people could be upset with this. I think if Drake Dabney completes that pass to Sawyer Robertson, Baylor wins this game. The momentum flips. That felt like a defining moment of, all right, Baylor's marching their way back into this. All we need is Drake Dabney to drop this thing in here, and everything's fine. You're good to go. And instead, the ba- the mighty Baylor football team, down 35-21 to 21 against Texas State, settles for a field goal. Oh, uh, just – and Drake Dabney could have run the ball in for a touchdown, put the Bears within seven – and then if Sawyer Robertson completes that pass later in the game where it's actually where he throws an interception on the goal line, a tip ball drill, then you're tied. If Drake Dabney runs the ball in and Sawyer throws a relatively good pass, 
uh, th then you've got a tie ball game late. Baylor just, not only did you get blown off the ball, Texas State still turned the ball over enough to give you some chances to stay in it. This was a, this was a worse game than 42 to 31. Um, it's just that every time Texas State made a mistake and Baylor had an opportunity to capitalize, instead of capitalizing, Baylor said, no, no, we'll make a mistake right back to you. You know, I didn't think the throw was that bad. Like I, I, I blamed I blamed Baldwin more than I blame Sawyer. I I didn't think the route I didn't think the route was great, and I didn't I didn't think the I think you just got to make that catch. I did I, I mean hit him in the hands, and it went off his hands, and it went into a, and on the trick play. I mean, at that point, I would have. I mean, I didn't care if they tried the fumble ruski. If it worked, I didn't care if they brought out the. I mean, it was like do whatever you have to do, and they ran the old Super Bowl play that from the Eagles basically, and it worked to perfection. And you're right; he could have walked it. I don't really blame him though. He's he's out there. He's given the option of running it in or throwing it. He sees the quarterback wide open. Well, you got. First of all, Sawyer's got enough to worry about without trying to catch a touchdown, and he kind of tripped. If he maybe if he maybe keeps running, he runs under the ball. The bottom line is in that situation when the guy's that wide open, you just kind of throw it up and let him basically fair catch the ball. All right, so I don't I I I, I was fine with the call because it worked beautifully, and they just didn't execute it, and maybe that was a microcosm. Of, of the whole game, but it was just, and I hear what you're saying, it did feel a little funny that they were having to uh, maybe run a trick play, but again, whatever worked, because earlier in the, I mean, at one point on an enormous, they put their like jumbo package in, and they hand off to the fullback, guys, he didn't come within like two yards of that, I think he got hit behind the line of scrimmage, they didn't even get, I mean, it didn't even get close, they didn't move anybody. I mean, I, I don't know. Our man, our big 6'8 guy, I'm excited. I wanted to see him play. I felt like our, our offensive line couldn't get out of its stance. And, and, and unfortunately, early in the game, they're getting out of their stance too quickly, right? Our man Gavin, how many years has he been playing? I mean, this is not like I heard, you know, in, in day, day, and he, all those false starts were just killing the Bears. They were down there early in the game. Uh, with a first and goal part. situation on the goal line, and and they jump off sides. They there's a false start. It, it's just it can't happen. Matt, it's, Matt, is that not the worst part? I mean, we we talk all about how you know some breaks didn't go Baylor's way, and they truly did get dominated. But then you think about you, Matt. What has this team been doing for the last eight months? What has this team been doing? Not not practicing snap counts. What is the offense has as has anybody looked at the offensive line and said, hey, guys, here's what it means to go on one. Here's what it means to go on two. How embarrassing. Was it seven false starts? It's like every drive had one or two of them. Mm. I am Eric Mateos. Let's just, what have you been doing? How, how can your offensive line be that unprepared, Matt, legitimately? That does, it does come down to coaching when you have seven false starts. How have you not been preparing for the last eight months? That is my question. Yeah, it's, uh, it is, uh, it is concerning. Now, I tell you what, we will look around at some of these other conference games a little bit. We'll have Campus Confidential at, uh, at 440 
and uh, Aaron will have some headlines. Aaron, real quick, do you have any more uh, text messages that have come in that you want to take a peek? Again, if you want to reach out to us via phone call or text us, we've already had some great phone calls today. In fact, we've had people wanting to pray for the coach. I'm all for that. I mean, i got no issue, you know, saying a prayer. You know, let's let's uh, get ready for Utah. I mean, somebody I saw uh, had a good point, Drake. It was kind of like Utah was like missing all kinds of players, and they still manhandled uh, Florida. Baylor was missing, <coughs> you know, a nice rotational nose tackle. And and they, they had a – I mean, it, it seemed to make – I've had two or three of these uh, of my, my buddies who I kind of helped launched, and, of course, they got hired away from me. But my guys that look at all the X's and O's, Drake, they say that, that missing that guy or the beast in the middle uh, played a big role in this game. Again, is that why they lost? No. No, we're not going to say that. But I would like to see. Uh, you got you got to, against Utah, you, you you talk about some major adjustments. I mean, you got to play sound football. You can't beat yourself. And, Drake, I know you're a guy who, and I told you, Drake, do not bet for or against the Bears. I've tried to advise uh, you to stay away from betting on Baylor games. But I can understand when that, that somebody said that line opened um, at four. Now, it's moved to six in a hurry. Um, the Bears are uh, six-point underdogs at home against Utah. I kind of expect that thing to move, uh, given how Baylor played against Texas State, to where Utah will be at least a touchdown, a seven- or seven-and-a-half-point favorite in Waco next week. Now, Drake, resist the urge because you're, 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 you're betting – head is telling you right now you should bet against the bears that's all sorts of bad juju do not do that i beg of you not to do that okay that's going to bring our show bad karma and the bears bad karma oh, aaron geez, any Matt. any other uh, any other uh text line the cnc collision center text line any others we need to hit real quick uh, there's quite a few but grant says I don't completely understand how this is a surprise to people. The trajectory has been there. If you watch the team closely, the players closely, coaches, and the recruiting closely, didn't take a profit to see this program where this program was headed. He won the Sugar Bowl with Matt Rule's players, somehow managed to not recruit players after winning the Big 12 in the Sugar Bowl. He should have been raking in players big time, but he and the administration had a public stance against NIL, and players were entering the transfer portal. Look at the list of players that entered the transfer portal from this team. Right. I I don't think, compared to most teams, Drake, they, that Baylor's had a huge amount of departures. I would even argue that they've had, um, uh, you know, I think where the NIL may have been is hurting them is that now they finally started bringing some people in the portal this past year. So they were not quick to the portal scene, obviously. Recruiting, again, it's a separate discuss, uh, discussion, 
but they've they basically haven't had a freshman quarterback come into this program since Kyron Drones in 2021. They missed in 22. They missed in 23. They got they got a a young man 24 that I like, but he's out from California and he's a big Baylor legacy. I, I don't you know it's not like they were competing with anybody to get him. Um, no. So I, I I the NIL piece of this. Uh, I, the, the point he makes is a fair one. You win the you win the um, the Big Twelve and have this incredible season, and they didn't exactly uh, Drake go out and mop up in recruiting. Is that a fair criticism? Absolutely, it's a fair criticism. I mean, it, look at the development of the of the the quarterback room. That's where I point first, Matt. You, it was ten years ago now. I've said I've said this on this show since Baylor had a show-stopping quarterback. It was QBU there for a bit, and quarterback development has not been there. Uh, that That's where I start. That's why I think you're seeing, what, six or seven different quarterbacks from, from uh, was it Rodgers, the kid that, that left? Um, yeah, and he to, was a walk-on, but, but they, they, they didn't land the kid. That, you know, he, Zach Pyron. He decommitted, yes. Austin Novosad to Gary Bohannon to Charlie Brewer to, uh, to who was the kid, that the big tall kid, the Big 12 championship who threw a couple balls. Who was that guy? Uh, um, Matt, help me out here. Threw a touchdown in the Big 12 championship in 2019. Oh. Oh well, no, Gary. Zeno, was... Jacob Zeno's. No, who but it Jacob was, Zeno looked good in the championship game. And, yeah, and, you're right. And he and he transferred but... out. Matt, look at the amount of quarter. Let's just talk about the most clutch position in the game. And Baylor can't hold on to a quarterback. Um, See, so when you talk about recruiting wise, Baylor is losing, but no one's had a top thirty class uh, since I think it was Matt Rule's second class that was top thirty. You lost your top three recruits last year. So this this loss, yes, is the culmination of a lot of losses off the field for this program. And what you saw, Deion Sanders proved the portal is huge. G.J. Kenny proved the portal is huge. And Baylor did not do enough in the portal to compete with Texas State. That's pitiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was bad. Now, on that, if we're going to talk quarterback though and talk about the negative, let's let's say this. We're about to get a look with Blake Shapin's injury and out two to three weeks at the guy they brought in. And Sawyer Robertson is someone everyone's intrigued with. Does he have a lot of experience at the collegiate level? No, he doesn't. Um, does he have all the measurables and, and the moxie and seemingly seems to be a great leader and someone the team responds to? Yes. So, I mean as gloomy as today feels. And we're not going to try to come on here and, and, and sing praise songs, all right? We're not going to play any Dave Crowder band today on the show. I, I, there, there will be some excitement by the time we get to next Saturday to see what Sawyer Robertson can do for this team. Uh, because, you know, I think he there is a chance if, if – Given a whole week to prepare him, even though it's going to be tough, at least you get Utah at home in the heat. Let's lay. I mean, I hope it's hotter than. I mean, I, I, I literally. I mean, stay hot, stay hot. We need these Utes to melt. Okay, they're coming from high altitude. They love a good, the good mountain air. We need them to hit some hundred degree weather. And uh, but I, the the Sawyer again. I hate what happened to Blake. And Blake battled like crazy, and he was the. If you want to talk about the the reasons they lost that game, he's like reason number hundred and eighty. 
He's, he's at the end of the list because he battled and made some great throws and tried to keep them in that game. But now that we're going to see if you can get Sawyer Robertson, and there is some – here's the thing. There's no tape on Sawyer Robertson. I mean, what are you going to do, go back and look at Lubbock Coronado? There's nothing at Mississippi State. He played a few snaps in that game the other day. He was five – he was like six of 12 for 100-something yards. I mean, there's no tape on this guy. There's no, they have no way – it's like preparing for T.J. Finley. Um, <clears throat> Bears didn't have a lot of tape on him, and it showed, by the way. Finley lit them up. All right, um, we continue. By the way, Drake, what's your uh, what's your what's your view out there? Okay, I'll, you, I'll ask you. I'll ask you later. All right, we we're continuing. We got all kinds of text messages, calls coming in. We continue to react to uh, one of the most embarrassing losses uh, in the last ten to twenty years uh, for Baylor football. Uh, we'll continue that next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. Go Wildcats! This is Chuck Luco, president of All County Surveying and Temple, THS class of 1978. Greatest of the great. We are proud of our team at ACS. We're celebrating 35 years right here in Temple. We're also proud of the Temple Wildcat football team. Football is way more than just a game. It teaches young people about life. Let's go to state, Cats. Go Wildcats! Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB1062718. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit the BaylorLineFoundation.com. 
Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. Want to celebrate the Bears' big win or watch every road game on big screen TVs? Sound up loud and Bear fans all around? The Buckle is where you need to be. With a location just off campus, within walking distance of the stadium, the Buckle is a perfect den for food and beverages. Open two hours before kickoff. And get ready for the Buckle's full restaurant, opening in China Spring real soon. Drop on by the Buckle, the place for Bears to be. the Matt Mosley Show. Campus Confidential coming up at uh, 440 as we do it uh, daily. Drake Toll joining us from the Puget Sound. He's a man. He had a had to get away, but uh, after that uh, debacle the other day, he's doing the show remotely. Aaron and I continue to uh, roll on. And uh, Wade Phillips, former Cowboys head coach, former... Oilers assistant, he was at the uh, Houston game the other day. They had a big win over UTSA, and they wore Oilers throwback uniforms. Kind of neat, and it kind of made a big splash on social media, and Wade was there to be honored along with several luminaries in the Houston area. Wade will join us at 5 o'clock today, and um, uh, we've got a lot on the, uh, uh, the agenda for the rest of this week. Now, Drake, are you? Um, what's your view like as you do the show? Are you kind of in a hotel, or, or can you see the, the Puget Sound? I mean, you're in a gorgeous part of the country, the Emerald City, we like to call it. What's, uh, what is your current status? Uh, Matt, I'm, I'm watching some elk prance and play in the front yard of a beautiful townhome in Snoqualmie, Washington, just near the falls. It, it's, it's very good <laughs> for my blood pressure because this weekend was awful. Yeah, I uh, I would uh, I would say so, and uh, that is uh, that is understandable. No, Matt, Matt, I got a question for you here. There's yeah, something I'm oh, warring please. with that I that I haven't gotten to yet, and so I, I was having a conversation. Somebody mentioned it to me. They said, "Look, the schedule's kind of dour. Um, it, it looks so promising, but now you look across the next few games, and it, on paper." Baylor will lose to Utah and will lose to University of Texas. Baylor will, could very well lose at UCF and against Texas Tech. I mean, if this Baylor team starts 1-5, and 1-6, remember, TCU, TCU uh, fired Gary Patterson in the middle of a season. I got, I, so somebody posed this to me, and I want to hear your thoughts. If, worst-case scenario, worst-case scenario, because the best case is still 9-3, and 8-4, and four. Worst case, Baylor starts one and five, one and six, and there is a change made midseason. Say a Jeff Grimes is made or a Sean Bell is made the interim head coach. Uh, do do you think where where Mac Rhodes, the culture of Baylor University, uh, is, is there any scenario in which a change could be made in the midseason, or is Baylor committed to a culture where something like that can never happen? You know, I 
I, I don't think anything short of like a Long Island type loss. Now, the one thing we learned in recent years is that these these things happen sooner, and and athletic directors get ahead of things. Uh, you saw Texas Tech do it a couple of years ago, but yeah, I I don't think. I'll just say that this is a real talk radio type thing to ask and talk about because the truth of the matter is, like, <laughs> Mac and everybody's head is so far into getting this thing right, turning this thing around, beating Utah. I mean, they're, the, the, the guarantees and the money they're paying Dave Aranda, like, it's a, you, you can't imagine how little, I mean, like, how, how, how much they don't want to do something like that. So I understand right. that people are playing this out and gaming this out, but, and, and I, and so I, no I understand that this thing could go, could go really poorly, but, I mean, as long, here, here's the only way something happens is if, if there's some kind of thought that, like, and this happened the way the, I'm going to have on today, Jerry Jones hates firing people in the middle of the season. He just won't do it. I mean, it's something he, he basically said he won't do. He did it to Wade Phillips. The team had quit on him, and it was they were like one in seven, and then they went out and, and uh, on, a, on a night game and just got crushed by the Packers, and he made a change to Jason Garrett. I mean, I don't think – I think this team's going to be competitive enough and stay in games that that's not going to happen. They, I'm just telling you, they will give Dave Aranda every possible chance. Now, what happened the other day, and that's why I'm not so much into, oh, my gosh, what if they go 1-8 and eight, or what if they're this and that? I mean, first of all, because I'm optimistic enough to think, well, we got seven more of these home games. I do not want to be on some kind of death march, you know, out there like, oh, oh my gosh, they're yeah. going to lose like six of seven of these things. They, they are going to make a way better showing against Utah. Are they going to beat them? I don't know. They're not, they're not favored to win. Utah's favored. Drake, I'm sure you've checked this even within the last hour. What is it right now? Six? But, uh, it is six, you, and I may or may not have visited uh, the FanDuel website. To, yeah. <laughs> Do not. Uh, you know, I I've asked you that. not. I to, won't wager. Okay. But you saw it at six. I, I did. I saw it at six, and I didn't touch it. I didn't touch okay, it. Okay, thank Matt. you, thank you. I mean, your mom and I talked about this. We don't want you gambling, period, really, but certainly not invo- anything involving the Bears. And your parents have now what about they were able my, to share. Was my dad t- not in the conversation? It was just you and my mom talking about my my wagering <laughs> habits, Matt. I'm kidding. Where's I'm my kidding. dad? She did not. She, your mom and dad, they, they have not voiced any concerns about you to me. Uh, they know I'm kidding. But um, I do, I do. you know, I, I can. They have given me the ability to mentor you and, and point you in the right direction, which I try to do uh, from time to time. Now, I, as far as, and we've got Campus Confidential going, coming up, and we'll look around because Baylor – was not the only fan base that was upset. I watched a Texas Tech, their their primary donor. <clears throat> I saw Texas Tech, their 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 enormous donor, and he's like he's part of the Double T Club or whatever they call it. But he's a huge oil and gas guy, 
and he wrote some huge long note to the Texas Tech people. Let's not turn on. This is no time to turn on the coaching staff. So, by the way, this is not, we're not, this is not just this fan base. This is not just Baylor. Texas Tech is having these conversations. TCU played in the national title game last year. Dion walks in with like 78 new players and beats their brakes off. Now, they had a chance at the very end, but, but, but Dion did. And we get into Campus Confidential. So, again, this is happening at other players' places. Now, were either of those losses even cl- – because I have people saying, well, look at what happened here. Look what happened here. Neither of those losses were anywhere close to as bad as what happened at home against Texas State. Bears favored to win by 27-and-a-half. Not only did they lose straight up, but they, they were pushed all around the field. What this, what this week creates, this is Pride Week. This is Pride Week. Now, now, nothing we can do or say on this show means anything to those Bears. They have to go look in the mirror and, and find, hey, we got our dignity question, we got our pride, are we going to gut up and, and go out there and have a completely different kind of performance. Now, there will be other people, and I'm not going to be one of these people on here, Drake. I'm never. There's one guy on, on another site that's always, like, trying to the, you know, coach the students up about going to get their tickets. Well, Drake, you were just a student. You know what, exactly what I'm talking about, where everybody's always scolding the students. I'm not one of those people going to say, hey, you got to be out there to support them against Utah. Do what you want to do. If you're still disgusted and don't want to go, don't go. But I'll be there. I'll be in the press box. My family will be in the stands. All right? We've sat through a lot of horrible Baylor losses. My gosh, we were through the, the Guy Morris and Kevin Steele and Dave Roberts eras. We were there every week. Okay? So we've sat through a lot of mess, a lot of slop. But, again, that was bad the other day because what it did is harken back to some horrible old days. And then, of course, it shines light on these other areas that there had been whispers about, right? We're not doing enough in NIL. We're not recruiting well enough. Well, of course, NIL now and recruiting is all tied together. You can't even separate that anymore. If you're not doing well, well, listen, Baylor's trying to play catch-up. They are doing some things to get, get better about NIL. I think when Scott Drew, for instance, wants a basketball player and he's having to duke it out with Texas, it's not just a, oh, we have no chance, let's just put up our hands. The Bears the Bears still do all the stuff, and they do the person over player, and I think they're genuine with it, and they have a great family atmosphere, and I think that works with a lot of families. But I think Scott knows where to go find the money. And, and if he needs to go win a battle, I mean, I hope they show Trey Johnson the money coming out of Lake Highlands High School. Are coming out of Link Academy, wherever he's going. But, again, what this did, Drake, before we get to Campus Confidential, I'll let you respond here, is it just when, when something like this happens, it just creates all this other stuff, right? And, and you have yeah. to have all these other conversations. No, you're, you're exactly right, Matt. And that's why the, there's some of this that should be taken with a grain of salt. We've been talking NIL and recruiting, uh, but now you get it all, oh, we, we have to pile on because the, the mega terrible thing happens. So let's bring up all the micro stuff. Um, but, but at the same time, 
there's a lot of valid points here, Matt. Baylor in the NIL era, they're, they're trying. I do believe they're trying. You know, there are a lot of people at Baylor who I've had conversations with say, hey, we're doing the best we can. Um, but if your best is not good enough and you're losing big-time recruits at, at, at midnight, talking guys like Austin Novosad, that then you're not going to compete. And then if you're losing those guys at midnight, what you have to do to supplement that is go to Arkansas, go to LSU, go to Alabama and say, what players do you not want? What players are not good enough? They entered the portal. Baylor takes them. It's what TCU just did. It's what they got. They're running back, Trey Sanders from Alabama. Baylor has to say, hey, look, we don't have enough NIL for the biggest high school recruits. We have to go in and do what Texas State did and bring in some legitimate power five recruits to supplement where we cannot develop. That's what college football is today. And if Baylor doesn't do it now, Baylor will not win, period. Yeah, and you have to manage that while keeping great relationships with high school coaches because if they see you – yeah. If they see you abandoning the high schools, then you got but, big but problems. Matt, and that's what happened Matt, to Texas you? State, which is look why they at, had to at, go get 60 new recruits. And by the way, they didn't just get good recruits. They coached them up. I mean, they, they came in here, and they only had them since what? Some of them since the spring. Some of them just got there in the fall camp, summer camp. Mm-hmm. And they came in there, and they played like a machine. Well, Matt, think about this. Think about this. You don't need those high school relationships anymore because Texas State didn't have them, and they beat Baylor. Deion Sanders didn't have them, and they beat TCU in an upset. Now, if you're a freshman, your dream school is to go to Baylor. Your dream school is to go to Texas. You can't go there and play year one. You need to go to North Texas, spend two years there, be all-conference, enter the portal, and go somewhere else. Because now, in college football, it's free agency. The big schools just take away from the small schools. You you still have to have great relationships at the high school level. Dion didn't, and 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 they well, Dion is Dion. He is DJ Kenny we'll didn't. He won had one. Dion has had one game at the Power Five level, and he won it, and it was great. I mean, that's way too small yeah. of a you know to we can't really say oh Dion's figured it out. I mean, GJ Kenny did an amazing job. I'm just saying you can't keep not landing high school quarterbacks. That doesn't seem like a recipe for success. No, you're right I mean, about I, that much. And Baylor's really good at not landing high school quarterbacks right now. They've got this a, trend it's going. Extremely unfortunate. I mean, I think you, you know what you think. Alabama. I mean, those those schools in Clemson. They're not getting transfers for the most part. They're landing still tremendous right. Ohio State, tremendous high school quarterbacks. And Baylor has to get yeah. back in that business. I know they're trying. It's not like they're trying not to get them. All right, we do have some Campus Confidential. We'll do it next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Back goes Jones, down goes Jones. Only heard here. Parsons beat the left tackle clean. All season. It's another two-sack game for Michael Parsons. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from MetLife Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Giants this Sunday, starting with the pregame at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. <laughs> it sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield savings account with EECU. It has a rate of 4.5% APY with no minimum balance and no monthly fees. 4.5%? <laughs> that is big. Yep. We've done our banking with EECU for years, and we added a high-yield savings account just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash 450-SAVE and open your account in under five minutes. Wow. Uh, what'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 4.5% APY. Plus, you can take your money out anytime you need it. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. Membership requirements and terms and conditions apply. Visit eecu.org slash 450-SAVE or call 800-333-9934 for details. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. At Bush's Chicken, we understand how stressful life can be at times. There's work, getting kids to and from school, ball games, and other extracurricular activities. That's why we make ordering at Bush's Chicken quick and easy with the fastest drive through service you will ever experience. You can leave the cooking to us, save time, and still feed your family a solid meal. On your way home, stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman nuts and bolts, or primary and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Waco is known for Texas traditions, a booming economy, and a world-class university. It's a great place to live, and Monk Wilson Mandela is a proud member of the Waco community. 
Monk Wilson is a business law firm with deep Waco roots. They are proudly embedded in the Waco community and understand the immense potential of this growing city. Their attorneys live in Waco. They understand the court system unique to Waco and throughout Texas. When Monk Wilson attorneys represent you, they help you grow your business and bring relevant ideas to market. More importantly, they protect your business locally and nationally. They believe in the power of passionate people and innovative ideas. They believe in Waco. Learn more about Monk Wilson Mandela's Waco office by calling 254-362-2300 or visit their website, monkwilson.com. That's M-U-N-C-K Wilson.com. That number again, 254-362-2300. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, Drake Choll and I have, uh, with your help, I, I love all your text messages today, your calls. We've had some good phone calls, text message, continue to have those coming in. Uh, we may, uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, even make some time for a couple more calls and text. It's 254-662-1660, and that is that CNC Collision Center text line. And of course, we've been reacting to that Baylor, uh, shocking Baylor loss to Texas State, and we've had a lot, of, we've talked about it in a lot of different ways, um, but uh, this is a time where we can hit some different headlines across college football, college athletics. It is Campus Confidential. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet, for what you do and just being such a great partner. Aaron, what do you have for us today? We will start with Baylor, some injury updates following the 42-31 loss to Texas State. Starting quarterback Blake Shapin out at least two to three weeks with an MCL injury he suffered during the game. Also, a starting safety, Devin Lemire, will be out two to three weeks with a dislocated elbow. Mississippi State transfer Sawyer Robertson will start at quarterback in Shapin's place. Okay, now we've had a robust discussion about the quarterback play, how Blake battled, and, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I... you know, Drake, you had the point, um, you know, and I think a lot of people out there were kind of wondering about Blake coming back into that game. You know, I, again, I made the point earlier today, you got a lot of players in a lot of different positions that will come out of a game, and then you'll see them come back into the game. Again, I know this medical staff uh, really, really well. They do a great job. I don't think they would ever knowingly put a compromised you know, if they thought, oh, my gosh, this thing could really turn south back into the game. They obviously found out uh, via MRI that uh, he's got an MCL sprain to his knee and will be out two to three weeks. I, Drake, the best news is that it's not serious. It's not an ACL and that Blake will hopefully, you know, in time for, if not the Texas game, the week after we'll be back in the lineup. And it also opens the door for Sawyer Robertson, someone that everybody's been excited about, to get his chance. And I think that'll probably the the build up to the Utah game, while Bear fans will not know exactly what to expect after that uh, uh, Texas State, there is a fair amount of excitement to see young Sawyer get his, uh, get his shot at the big time. Hey, Matt, Drew Bledsoe was a really good quarterback. People forget that part. And 
Tom Brady stepped up and made it happen. There are story, stories like that that I hope Sawyer Robertson's focused in on it, to become that guy. And not to dethrone Blake Chapin, but just to, to show up for his team and play for his team. I talked to Sawyer after the game, uh, after the Texas State game this weekend. Just told him I was proud of him for the effort that he put out there in his first really big action as a as a college quarterback. And, you know, the the... Getting to see him interact with the team, getting to see the team rally around him these next few weeks will be great. Um, and every conversation I've had with him, I've been so, so impressed. <clears throat> Sawyer Robertson could really make a splash, and maybe he's the guy that helps turn this season around. But also, Matt, Sawyer Robertson does not play offensive line. <laughs> yeah, and to your to your point, I mean, the, he he's a weapon as a runner, but how much do you want to run him, knowing you don't yep. really have much behind him? RJ's, uh, I mean, could you know? I, I think is a nice player and was a nice player at a different level, FCS type level. But uh, you're you're thin in the quarterback room at this point. Aaron, what else do you have for us? We've got to be quick here, obviously, because we got Wade Phillips joining the show uh, in the next segment. Last night's LSU Florida State showdown on ABC. Drew great numbers, 9.1 million viewers per ESPN PR. That would have made it last year the ninth most watched college football game of the entire year, right behind the Big 12 championship game, which was the eighth most last year at 9.4 million. So a lot of people tuned in to that Sunday night matchup last night between LSU and Florida State. Man, I was waiting to see, Drake, you and Aaron were pretty bullish about Florida State, <clears throat> the brand. Yep. I was kind of waiting to see, you know, is it back? And, again, we don't know totally, but, man, for one night, they pushed the the LSU, had that interception, and Florida State, given the opportunity, put, uh, put that game away. And I think we have to. I love that quarterback. My gosh, the way he played. I think we have to consider. And did you hear the interview after the game? What an incredibly impressive young man, the Florida State quarterback. I think we have to start thinking of Florida State as a legitimate college football playoff contender. Again, one game, but they look great, didn't they? Yeah, I like Florida State a lot. They are—they're uh, my pick to win the ACC. And they very well could go to the college football playoff. I, I said it on a, on a different show last week. They win by 14, and they proved me wrong. They won by 21. Won by 21. It, is, it was amazing to see, and Brian Kelly was left looking for answers. Drake, excellent job today. Thank you. This was going to be a vacation day. Well, it should be for everybody around the country today, Labor Day. But uh, Drake, uh, given what happened, wanted to be available. We really appreciate that. Drake, get back to your family. Tell them we said hey, and we'll continue on, uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Drake. Sure will. I'll see you on Wednesday, Matt. Always a pleasure. All right, there he goes. Drake Toll with us three to five weekdays. All right, it is time. We're going to talk to Wade Phillips, former head coach of the Cowboys, about what it was like to see those throwback Oilers jerseys in Houston. He was at the game. Wade joins us next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. 
Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Brown House Cafe is local homegrown southern cooking, like going home to grandma's house, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner with breakfast being served all day. Dishes like homemade biscuits and gravies, pancakes, french toast, or build your own omelet. And don't forget about lunch and dinner, chicken fried steak, build your own burger, grilled Atlantic salmon, and daily specials, plus homemade pies daily. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Brown House Cafe in Woodway. Check them out at brownhousecafe.com. I'm Kyle Tumbleton, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota is ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles, with data compiled for more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models, along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota Quality, Waco Values. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Brazos Valley Golf and Battery is a locally owned and operated sales specialist in Robinson, Texas. They carry new and refurbished automotive, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery checked? Visit Tommy and he'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts as well. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google. Brazos Golf and Battery. English Maids is a residential and commercial cleaning company servicing Waco Temple and surrounding Central Texas communities. Owned and operated by Kay English and Laura English Thurman. Each employee goes through a complete extensive maid servicing training, screened by national background checks, and bonded. You'll always receive excellent service from people you can trust. Look them up at EnglishMaids.biz. That's EnglishMaids.biz. Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Casasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley as we continue to react to uh, Baylor's loss um, to Texas State the other night. Drake Toe was with us from 3 to 5. He was uh, at a wedding but wanted to join, and uh, we've had a lot of great thoughts on the text message, some really good calls. Now, uh, Aaron, this could be on me. I gave... um, I gave Wade the option, Wade Phillips, uh, former Cowboys head coach, to, I said, love to have you today, 5 or 520. I said, if you're trying to enjoy, enjoy the holiday, tomorrow works, 324 or 5. Well, he responded, Aaron, with 5 is fine with me. I guess he could have been talking about tomorrow. So, um I'll continue, Aaron. We'll watch the phone. We'll watch the phone. I've given him the way to get in. I've, I've just reached out to him, so he may we he may have been thinking about tomorrow. The uh, Aaron and, and call up some of those scores real quick. I did want to kind of reset. Uh, Houston. I was watching, of course, the Baylor game, but Houston and UTSA got it on. I mean, you, you would normally think of those two teams as like a high scoring affair. It really wasn't. I mean, there was a lot of defense played. I mean, Houston to come out in those Oilers throwback uniforms. I thought at first the idea was a little odd. I mean, it's the Houston Cougars. They're red. Okay, it's not the Oilers. But it was kind of an honoring, let's honor Houston, let's honor the Oilers, and let's lean into who we are. The Houston, it kind of reinforces that. The fans went crazy the other day. Aaron, we had the AD on for University of Houston. He was great. He talked about it. Can you imagine uh, how many they're going to sell? How many of these things are going to sell? This is just crazy. Um, and I'm uh, I'm talking to Wade as we speak. Uh, but Aaron, did you get to did you get to look at those things on TV? I don't know if you ever turned it over there. You probably saw the highlights. Did those things not look cool? Yeah, I did not get to see it. I was running the game, and I didn't get to watch. But you them. saw them on social media. You know what they look like, obviously. The piping, everything about those uniforms, uh, and then uh, you know it was kind of fun to imagine like who was wearing. Earl Campbell's uniform, Elvin Bethea, Curly Culp. I mean, all the great Oilers. Um, I mean, it, it it really was kind of interesting to see. Now, other night there is um, there there is the uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders are out in Wyoming. They run into a buzzsaw and get beaten double overtime. Uh, Aaron ended up being what thirty five, thirty three. And so, you know, obviously their fan base is in an uproar. TCU the other day before the Bears even played, <clears throat> and, and maybe that was bad karma. We were so excited about TCU getting beat. Everybody was ripping and roaring and laughing about that. Dion goes in there. Shador Sanders throws for like five touchdowns. Travis Hunter catches a, a bunch of, you know, he's got a bunch of yardage on the catch. He gets interceptions. He was unbelievable. He was playing both ways. He may end up being perhaps maybe the, one of the best players in the country this year. He was one of the great recruits of all time. Ends up playing for Dion. Was supposed to go to Florida State. Ends up going with Dion to Jackson State and then ends up with the uh, Colorado Buffaloes. Aaron, all the things we kind of thought, and I thought it too, 
that that thing would look it would just be kind of weird to throw all those guys together and expect them to be you know to to really look that competent as an outfit it it Dion got it done and then afterwards I love it that people are are surprised when Dion's Dion. Dion was challenging everybody. He was asking Ed Werder if he believes. Do you believe? And of course, Ed Werder's not someone that's going to say, "Well, yeah, I believe." Ed Werder responded with, "Like, do I, I believe in what?" But again, I didn't have a problem. Dion is going to be Dion, and that's what he brings. And he was he was he was wanting to be combative after the game. Um, I think for the future of the Big Twelve, it certainly wasn't good for the. For the remaining, you know, the the old the holdovers, Baylor Tech, TCU, horrible days for all of them. But the newbies, Aaron Pac-12 hadn't lost this season. Pac-12 looks, I mean, Klebkoff has to be like, golly, I had a juggernaut on my hands. I mean, Aaron, how many teams in the Pac-12 legitimately could challenge and be in the college football playoff? Utah might be capable of it. USC might be capable of it. Um, Oregon State looked great. Oregon State went out there, and that Oregon. the guy that used to be at Oregon um, just went crazy. Aaron, what'd you have? The Ducks. Oh man, the they look pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oregon could be right there in the running. I mean, it's uh, it's fascinating to kind of look around college football and see. Now, we'll uh, we'll I'll uh, I'll check. Neither uh, Wade Phillips nor I are really great about uh, checking our DMs, so I'm I'm trying to connect with Wade as we speak. I think Wade Aaron may have meant <laughs> he's going to join us tomorrow, which will be fine. Which will be fine because I I thought it's Labor Day. I mean, you know, does Wade? Are we certain Wade uh, wants to come on on a holiday? So maybe Wade was talking about tomorrow. If he was, that's great. We'll have Wade Phillips on tomorrow, and we'll have a lot of fun with that. Back to Aaron. I know this is uh, we've we've done it a lot, but we've got a new audience. We got people getting in their cars. We got people texting us. We had some callers. By the way, if you want to if you want to get on the air, we've had some great calls today. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty is the CNC Collision Center text line. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. The question is, I mean. Are you – a lot of people are angry at Dave Aranda. Obviously, he's kind of face of this thing. I get it. I mean, Aaron, everybody beat up on poor Blake Shapin so much last season and after last season. I don't think they knew how to react after this game because Blake played his rear off. I mean, Blake played hurt. Um, and just to reset everything, Blake has an, uh, had an MRI. He's got an MCL sprain on his knee and will need to uh, – uh, be out for two to three weeks. Sawyer Robertson will start against Utah. Aaron, what is the, I mean, on one hand, I mean, I hate this for Blake. I want to say that right away. <clears throat> Blake didn't do anything to try to lose this job. He went out there, was, was valiant with his effort, made some good throws. I thought the touchdown to Dabney across the middle when he just rips one in there. There was also another one later in the game when he's heavily bandaged and he escaped and he rips a ball downfield. Um, I, I was looking for my uh, depth chart, Aaron. There, that, there, was some, there were some receivers that kind of stepped up. How Presley uh, high-pointed some balls, made some catches in traffic. How Pres- um, the uh, Keytron Jackson, I thought, did some things. 
that were impressive to me. Um, what's our man? What's our man? Seventeen. I, I mean, I was looking for Monterey. Monterey had a ball go off his hands. I know everybody's blaming Sawyer for that interception. I think Monterey would tell you he, you know, he he could have caught that ball. Was it a great ball? Maybe not. A little behind him, but but the ball got tipped and it was intercepted at the end. Even late in the game, with about three fifty eight to go, there goes Sawyer, um, racing down the sideline. Looked great. Looked fast, and he and they knocked the ball out. He'll learn. He'll learn from that. Uh, and the Bears will uh, will hopefully respond against Utah. Aaron, that was just. I know as a longtime Baylor fan. And I was getting text messages messages from you. I, I think it, it even even worse than the loss was how it happened, how the defense seemed so helpless in the face of G.J. Kenny's scheme. I mean, it, it okay. He didn't just invent a brand new offense. <laughs> he was running a lot of this when he was at Incarnate Word. Now, did they expect maybe them to play the other quarterback? Some probably so. But they had a six-seven quarterback, and obviously he's mobile, and they and, and sometimes he would escape the pocket. But they were doing a great job protecting him. He was getting the ball out, getting it out on time, and then he had some wide receivers who just made some hellacious plays. Hobart, number ten, Aaron. I I, don't, I mean I think he was an incarnate word. I mean next stop the the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Next stop he'll be with the Buffalo Bills. I mean they threw one up on the outside you can't you cannot fault the defensive back for that they threw it almost out of bounds there's almost no way anybody makes that catch and he reaches up with one hand brings it in and somehow gets his right foot in bounds like it it was one of the it's it's maybe the best catch you'll see the whole college football season and it's kind of like with Baylor fans Aaron what do you say it's like why does this happen to us why do we encounter these people? There was something just like that several years ago against Liberty, and they had some kid that he still gives me nightmares, and he just caught everything. He was an unbelievable wide receiver. Um, Aaron, everything the Bears tried. I mean, I was watching number 51. I'm watching number 40. I'm watching people run blitz. I'm, it's third and three. They're, they're down seven to three. It's about near midfield. And Bears are just trying to get off the field. And and they come roaring in there like on a blitz. I mean, I see 40 coming in there. They run into it. Texas State does. And every, nobody's in position to make the play. There's no linebacker. I've heard for – I mean, I've, I've been so excited about seeing Mike Smith, the rest of all these linebackers. I mean, it was just like nobody was – and then um, – was that Bobby? I think it was Devin Bobby who tried – was the last line of defense – and Texas State takes it to the house. Aaron, that running back was great, okay? He had tremendous speed. But to literally on third and three, it, it was almost – they treated it like – you see that sometimes, Aaron, at the end of games when it's like fourth and one and you sell out to try to stop it and somehow they get through the line and go for a long touchdown. It was not fourth and one. It was third and three, and they had no one back there, and the safety takes a bad angle. He doesn't get over there, and and the guy runs to the house. I mean, that might have been the first sign where I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, we're in trouble. We're in big trouble. Aaron, who uh, who do we have? We have someone waiting to visit with us. Oh, we got Wade. Okay, Aaron, I'm sorry, I just couldn't hear you. The great 
Wade Phillips. Wade, um, you could hear me. We're reacting to a Baylor loss to Texas State. <laughs> I'm reacting much like I used to react to a to a, those rare Cowboys losses under you. It's uh, great to have you on the show. How are you doing? I am not hearing. Wade, Wade, do you have me? I got you. Oh, good. Wade Phillips um, joining the Matt Mosley show. It's great to have you, Wade. And as you could hear, I'm reacting to this Texas State loss. I, you were you were focused on the Cougars in UTSA. I don't know if you've yeah. gotten to see any any film or any highlights of this, Wade. Texas State showed up with a six-seven quarterback named T.J. Finley, and they lit up the Bears. And it was not like they snuck into town. It was like they schemed them up and and just <laughs> stuck it to them and controlled both sides of the line of scrimmage. I mean, it was. If I weren't a Baylor alum, uh, it would have been you know pretty dang impressive. I of course am seeing the wrong end of this thing, but uh, Wade, you would have been very impressed with the Bobcats, what they put out there. Well, it sounds like it, yeah. I mean, to be the team like Baylor that early, early in the season, and uh, wow, and and right, his first year there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. GJ oh, Kinney GJ, at age yeah. thirty-four. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I saw him <laughs> play, I guess, but uh, yeah, he's he's well. He got after. He did great at uh, at the Incarnate Word too, though. So. What what at thirty at age thirty four? What stop were you on? Because you were at a very early age, at like twenty seven, you were with the Oilers coaching the linebackers, and then I think you took over the defensive line. What would you right. have been doing at age thirty four? Uh, thirty four. I was the defensive coordinator of the Saints. Okay, so you were already had a a big job there with the. Uh, uh with the saints but uh it is uh when when did you wade when did you feel like you were ready to to be a head coach was it like right around then because it wasn't that long after that i guess you got your first head coaching job in fact it happened did you have an interim did you coach some games for the saints and then and then of course i did yeah and then you ended up with the broncos (laughs) what how old were you when you when you became a head coach uh let's see uh, well, yeah, full-time head coach was, uh, let's see, <laughs> trying to figure it out, uh, <laughs> 37, I think, 30, wow. 37, 38, you know, right in there. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and there you were, but, uh, those, uh, but, but wait, I was so excited to get you on to talk about your experience the other night, um, seeing those Oilers throwback uniforms on the Cougars. I mean, this was a, this was, this was like a, this is your life kind of moment because it's like an honoring your dad, but also the place where your dad was coaching and you were playing. So it's your alma mater. Um, and then they're in oiler uniforms. Did it, it was it almost a little surreal or it, to me, it had to be almost a little confusing for folks to be looking at oilers, uniforms but having to remind themselves they were watching the houston cougars yeah i mean university of houston oilers i mean (laughs) (laughs) you know yes yeah and i you know yeah i went to school and played it played the u of h and then coaching with my dad with the oilers so yeah it was a 
to see those uniforms playing again. Although uh, I think the Titans are going to play mm-hmm. uh, play in them again this year. Um, when they play, in fact, when they play the Texans, I believe. But mm-hmm. uh, but the the Titans still, and I I, I do think. <laughs> I think it's the last time you'll see it from the University of Houston because I've I've heard that the NFL doesn't want them, doesn't want teams to copy that. So, okay, well, that's a rumor. They, I don't know if that's true or not, but can you imagine how much merchandise they could have sold the other night had they had <laughs> I it? I think they're trying to get the licensing taken care of, but I mean that place was packed. It seemed like, and I think I think half the crowd would have would have purchased some oil, some of those Oilers jerseys. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, uh, that, that well, especially the young people, you know, because some of them don't remember the Oilers or don't remember those lovely blue days. So, uh, but I was surprised at the excitement of, you know, yeah, the Oiler look, uh, people getting behind it, and especially young younger people. What did you? Uh, what was your attire? Talking to Wade Phillips, who was at that game the other night, along with uh, a lot of other uh, uh, famous uh, former Cougars. I, I think I saw you had the the Oilers uh, ball cap on. Did you? Did you kind of reach back in the closet no, and? No. What, what did you go they, with? Actually, they gave those out. Okay. Uh, those, those hats, which were lovely blue with the Houston. Said Houston on them, but I wore a uh, uh, love you blue oiler with an older uh, shirt. So uh, <laughs> that's what I wore. Yeah, I started to wear my boots and, and my and my cowboy hat, but uh, but maybe I will next time if they do it again. We'll see. Yeah, I happen to have your book in front of me as we're talking, and I see. Uh... Let's let's sell a few books while we're doing this. Son of Bomb by Wade Phillips with Vic Carucci, who's a friend of both of ours. But um, there's uh, uh, Laurie, your wife, who's great. Uh, there's a photo in here, and um, I don't know why you're not smiling. She looks very happy in this photo. And in, in the in the uh, it says just a couple of urban cowboys, and oh, y'all yeah. got w- western shirts on, cowboy yep. hats. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out where this might have been, but um, uh, I, I, but you said you were speaking in the book about the culture about that time. It all it also had something to do with like um, like the urban cowboy movie with John Travolta you came bet. out. Sure. <laughs> Did, yeah. That kind of played well, a role in it, didn't it? Yeah. Well, my dad was original. You know, he wore a cowboy hat on the sidelines, so you know. That started catching on, and then uh, people were seeing it, and then all of a sudden, Urban Cowboy came out, and it got to be the trend, uh, especially in Houston, Texas. So uh, so it fit right in with him, and I think that's why it all got together. Was, of course, he was a real cowboy. I mean, <laughs> he was, a, you know, he's a rancher and uh, uh, grew up uh, rodeoing and all those things, so. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it, it was uh, it was really interesting. To, to the days those days were great, and, and it all fit in for Houston. There was an oil boom at the time, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it was uh, you know everything fit. And of course, of course, us coming back, and you know seventy seventy something eighty thousand people there when we lost was amazing. I, I've never been. I've been to a lot of games, and you know the crowd was loud and so forth, but. 
coming back from Pittsburgh when we lost, and we they, we we uh, we said we're going to go to the Astrodome after we lost, and there were all the players and said, "Hey, we you know, nobody's going to be there," and they and they, it was so crowded. I mean, you know, because they didn't they just let everybody in. So I no telling how many people were in there, and then uh, when they rolled that bus in there, man, and that crowd was so loud, it was uh, it's so unforgettable. It was an amazing experience. It's crazy that people still think of your dad so much in that era, and it was only, what, 75 to 80. I mean, Landry was with the Cowboys for nearly 30 years, yet that five-year period was the most definitive. Uh, that, that was just such a huge part of the Oilers' history that that's still what people turn to. Isn't, isn't that kind of remarkable that a, that a relatively small period – remains that iconic because most times people have to be at places you know like uh like landry or or some of these folks that stayed walsh uh you know chuck Knoll stay somewhere forever sure yeah yeah it did it was uh the timing was, was the big part of it and and you know the orders weren't winning before then so uh you know we lost two afc championship games to pittsburgh uh you know, and they won four out of six Super Bowls. They were in our division. So, <laughs> but, you know, that, uh, you know, and it all tied in when Earl Campbell came in and we drafted him number one. And he was a, he was a rookie of the year and MVP <laughs> and leading rusher. So, I mean, you know, that, that was, a, that was a, uh, that was an amazing feat. Nobody's ever done that. I don't think I probably would never yeah. will. Did did your dad decide to? I mean, that's kind of wild that y'all were able to get Earl because you were sitting there, fairly, you know, like, I forget what it was. Y'all weren't sitting there at the top, and yet, right. and you made a big trade. We talk about the Herschel Walker trade, the Earl Campbell trade. I mean, y'all did give up quite a few draft picks. It's like a three, what two or three ones, and some twos, and maybe a third and a fifth. Um, it, I mean, it was a pretty big move to go get Earl, wasn't it? Yeah, at that time, I, you know, I mean, of course, you know, uh, Trey Lance I went for three ones and something <laughs> else. So uh, yeah. lately, but it, it, yeah, for that time especially to give up, I think two ones and a and a player, and I think a third round pick too. So. Uh, but it it was yeah. Uh, of course, we we weren't even, you know, coaches scouted then too, you know, which they do now. But uh, my dad brought us in one day, and he said, "Let's talk about this guy right here," and he pointed at the top, you know, of our list, and it was Earl Campbell, and he said, "How many of you, how many of you guys have seen him?" You know, well, I hadn't really, I hadn't watched him on on film or anything. I'd mm-hmm. you know I knew he won the Heisman Trophy. And uh, so he he asked the scouts and the coaches there, and and several of them had seen him, you know, and and looked at him on film. And they he said uh, he said, how many of you guys think that he's the best player that you've ever seen? And I'm thinking, what? I mean, you know, I'm thinking, I was, you know, and and several of the scouts, and and I remember King Hill who played in the NFL raised his hand. He was sitting right next to me. He raised his hand. And I said, what? I mean, the best, I said, King Hill, you played against, you know, Jim Brown and 
you know, on and on. And all these, he said, he said, wait, he said, wait, my dad said, Hey, he said, uh, what do you think about him? And he said, is he the best player you've ever seen? And King Hill, I'll never forget, said, Coach, I can't say he isn't. And I went, what? <laughs> and sure enough, we drafted him. We traded for him and then drafted him. And, and King Hill was right. <laughs> yeah. He's the best player yeah. I've ever seen, I believe, since then, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. I uh, Yeah, King Hill, what a name that is. Rice mm-hmm. and yep. from down there in the uh, old – I guess outside of Houston Lake, what is that, near yeah, Lake Jackson Sport, yeah. or somewhere out there? Yeah, yeah, Sport, Sport. yeah, yeah down there. Was, Jackson, uh, right. was the old Baylor great C.O. Bricado, would he have been in that he was room? One of them. He was, yes, he certainly was. There's a name from <laughs> the past, too. <laughs> and a character. He always, he always well, he built himself. He's one of them that raised his hand, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he built himself as the only Catholic at Baylor. When he was on, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like him for sure. Yeah, what a what a. I like in the book too when you talk about like Pittsburgh being a trapping team, like how how incredibly hard it was for them to to stop them because they were so great at it with all the running backs, the blockers. I mean, they just had so many all pros. But as you told it, I think Curly Culp when they tried to, to use some of those wham blocks, or as you, as you refer to it, um, he yep. turned them away, and they did have to change their strategy a little bit. Yeah, against us they did for that, for sure. Yeah, the wham block on the nose guard. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he, he, he put him back in the backfield and made the play. But, yeah, but the tra- what really helped them was – if you if you ran upfield like the rest of the passer, they were going to trap you, you know. So you had to kind of sit on the line to make sure it wasn't a trap, and then it's a pass, and then Bradshaw, you know, if Bradshaw had any time, he, you know, he, he he could get it to him. And of course, he had great receivers, too. So, yeah, they had a great combination. Of course, that's why they won four out of six Super Bowls. That, and they had a great defense. I mean, but their offense was really good, too. How are y'all going to be that next year? I mean, you know, everybody remembers it was just kind of crazy that they fired the staff, and that I think that had something to do with Bud Adams maybe not loving the fact that your dad had become so iconic um, and everybody was kind of in love with him and that whole Love You Blue scene. Um, when you think about, like, who you still had on the team, where was where do you think that was – do you think the breakthrough would have happened, or what was the where where was the team headed at that point when y'all kind of uh, shockingly got fired after that what was that the nineteen eighty season? You get beaten a wild card playoff game against I believe right. it was the Raiders. What was the right. um, where was it? Where Raiders, do you think that the, Ra- that, the Raiders yeah. who won the Super Bowl that year? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was. I think part of it was just the disappointment because we'd been there before and, and uh, you know, we lose in a wild card game and, you know, just uh, all that kind of got negative for a while. They didn't look at the big picture, you know, and then, of course, after we get fired, like I said, Oakland wins the Super Bowl. So we lost we lost to the team that won the Super Bowl three years in a row in the playoffs, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. But, but they didn't know it at the time. Everybody – Mm-hmm. Overreacted. I think that was a big part of it. So. 
What what was it like um, being back with, around the Cougars? Do you you still have some old teammates who like to go to those games? I mean, like I bet there was a lot of fun, familiar faces that you saw. Who were who were some of the folks that were kind of recognized? I mean, I I, I saw the list. You were you were the one I knew the most on the list. But there were some there were some great names along the way. Who were who were a couple of the folks that you got to see that, that, that was really neat to kind of reminisce with and everything? Yeah, well, the old ones, you're right <laughs> about the old part. But uh, uh, Elmo <laughs> Wright was there, you know. Uh, I actually talked with uh, Case Keenum a long time, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah, and, and he's a great guy. And, of course, with the Texans now. And, and uh, so I, I got to talk, I got to see him and talk to him. Uh, the area we were, I didn't, I didn't see that many. Uh, I heard they were there, but I didn't get to see mm-hmm. many of them. So, uh, but I know uh, somebody said Pastorini was there, but I didn't know. Oh, I didn't wow. saw him. Oh. Wow. Did you? You were a young guy. Did you ever? Uh, I guess the coaches couldn't really fraternize with the the players. Did did uh, did Dan ever try to get you to go out on the town with him? I mean, he was kind of a noted <laughs> nightlife type guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was I was married though, so I mean, I was, you know, not all of them were married in those days. So, uh, and Pastorini certainly wasn't. So, uh, but uh, but actually, we you know that that picture you saw was at, at a at a team party where we were in those cowboy hats and shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad had you know he had we had a we had a Christmas party, we had a, a Halloween party. Had uh, uh, some other get-togethers where everybody just got together, you know. Which, you know, nowadays not many people do that. But uh, he always thought, you, you know, if you if you knew each other better, and and you know the, the the girlfriends and the wives and everybody being together, you know, he thought it helped team-wise, which I think it did. Now, what is Wade? What's your next? Uh coaching stint i mean you're not a guy who likes to settle too much into retirement i mean i'm in fact houston uh roughnecks um head coach and 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 gm i mean it just it just continues on is that i mean what's what's how how's that going and and uh are you just still you still loving it and and what do you where do you kind of see all that heading yeah i love it obviously you know i mean it's coaching that's what I do. That's what I've done for a long time. And uh, the XFL has been good. They, uh, you know, we're going into our second season, which, you know, I think it's going to always get better. But I, I think the players, uh, the caliber of play uh, was pretty good. We had we had a lot of guys. We had a lot of guys make the NFL roster this year, I think 45 or 50, something like that, you know. So had a hundred and something signed with the NFL. And that, that's really what, you know, we're trying to do with those guys, give them a, give them a second chance or a chance that, you know, or some of them had been hurt and didn't make the team and didn't have another opportunity. So it, it's a neat league that way. And then for me, you know, I got a coaching staff and, you know, I'm used to working with coaches and players. That's uh, that's fun part for me, for sure. Do you, uh, and Houston, you being a Houston team too. So that's home. You, you find yourself watching more college football than ever to kind of to kind of get a feel for um, who you might want. 
I mean, I, obviously you did that when you were still coaching the NFL. Yeah. You had to look at film yeah. and everything. I don't know how much you had a chance to yeah. watch those games live, but I would imagine Saturdays you're kind of peeking around oh, yeah. and everything. No, Saturdays I, I watch football all the time my whole life. So, yeah, and, and I, uh, I've been to a high school game here the last two weeks on Friday. So, uh, you know, I, I love football. So, uh yeah, we you know our day off was really Saturday before Sunday game, so or we were traveling and and we're there in time to watch uh, college football. So I've always watched college, and then and then now <clears throat> during the season we go to Minnesota because my son is the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. So we we're obviously really interested in them, and and we we went a lot of their games last year, and and will again this year. Well, Wes is was one of my, you know, became we became friends, and I really do right. like you know watching his career as well. So please give him my best. Last thing, as it. former Cowboys head coach, um, Cowboys back to back twelve win named um, next year's champions all those years ago, uh, and then they finally broke <laughs> through. But they've kind of become that again, Wade. I mean, they obviously you had some really really talented teams that nearly broke through. Uh, they've now had back-to-back 12-win seasons. Is there anything from Dak, Micah Parsons, any of this team that makes you think this this could be the year they get over the hump? Or so far, they've just had too much trouble getting past hey, San Francisco. Hey, this is the year. <laughs> <laughs> but Philadelphia looks awful good to me too. So I mean, I think that'll be uh, their division battle will be tough. But... But no, they've they've got a uh, you know they've got a really good football team. They're winning games, and you know, but everybody wants to win it all. But it, I can guarantee, you it's not that easy to win it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was the was the Jerry Jones experience like way different than your other head coaching opportunities? You know, Denver. I mean, just the way Jerry did it just feel like you know. Um, you know, way different than anything you'd ever really experienced. Yeah, it's different, but I mean, it's, it has to be different because he's the he's the general manager. You know, none of the, none of the other owners mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are general managers. So, um, and and Jerry, I mean, Jerry has a probably a better football background than any of those owners. I mean, he played he played at Arkansas and was a good player, and and. Uh, of course, once he got in it, he's been general manager the whole time. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's got plenty of experience there. So, no, I mean, it was different that way. If you say, well, he's a, a owner, he's different as an owner. But as a general manager, he's, you know, he's a guy you worked with, you know, as a head coach. So, that's yeah, similar to every, every team has, has that. Well, he never did come down there and try to tell you anything. He actually did approach Jason, I think, at one point. <laughs> it gave him it gave him a little advice during a game, so I don't remember you having to experience no. <laughs> that. No, he, he, he let me coach, and I let him be the general manager, so I did that great. Yeah, yeah. And that was very cool, by the way, to see DeMarcus and, you know, just different people. Oh, oh. Uh yeah, yeah, you've you've had some great great players over the years, but there's one of them right there, and it was neat to hear his speech. And obviously, he thinks the world of you, and always loves seeing you get recognized in that way. Well, Wade, it was uh, fun to catch up with you. I hope you've had a good Labor yeah, Day. 
And uh, yeah. uh, we love love having you on. Yeah, well, you bet. Thanks. Good, great talking to you again, Matt. As always, and uh, Bears, we got to bounce back, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get your bear claw up. Help us out, yeah, Utah. Right. Yeah. Utah, yeah. come into town. Tell Lori I said hi, and and we'll uh, we'll talk All to you right. soon. Okay. All right. Thanks. You bet. There he goes, Wade Phillips, former Cowboys head coach, former Broncos head coach. Uh, Texans and Bron- he's been defensive coordinator for several franchises and of course the Bills head coach but great to visit with uh, Wade all right we continue on as we continue to break down and we'll talk about kind of what Dave Aranda had to say about this loss to Texas State we'll do it next listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sports events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for joining us here in the 5 o'clock hour. Now, first uh, two hours, you were treated to -to wall-to-wall Baylor uh, coverage of what happened the other night. Gave you a little reprieve there. Of course, we started the five with that. And then uh, we heard from Wade Phillips, who was going to be on with us today, because he was at Wade Phillips, of course, son of Bum Phillips. They honored the Oilers and the history of the Oilers by putting the Houston Cougars in Oiler uniforms the other night. Houston beats UTSA. That's a good team. I mean, and, and so... I, again, Aaron, I, that worries me even more because Houston might be better than we anticipated. The Cougars come to McLean Stadium, one of seven more home games this year. Now, it, it, it again, the Bears could come back and do what they need to do against Utah and and make what happened against Texas State kind of a, a footnote. I mean, we could look back later and go, well, this is a turning point. But again, this is a sink or swim moment. This is a, as as Dave Aranda told us earlier today, this was a hard film to watch and to analyze and own because, I mean, again, he didn't get all this money and have all this success as a defensive coach by getting out schemed and embarrassed by other outfits, by other teams. I mean, this guy won a national championship at LSU. Had the greatest season in Baylor history. And people can continue to say, I get it. Oh, those weren't his players. They weren't recruited. Well, I'm telling you, Petrie didn't look like he looked before Dave Aranda came on the scene. So right now, they've got to get something straightened out. And on offense, this is going to be a big week. I mean, you know, Jeff Grimes and his crew has no time to sit there and go, oh, man, what happened? I don't know. What, how can we do it? They've got to get Sawyer Robertson ready. Now, here's the good news. Let me give you a little good news about all this. Sawyer Robertson walked on campus and started leading the team Bible study. Like, this is not a hat in hand, like, oh, my gosh, wide-eyed. I don't know what to do. What's happened here? Like, there's a chance he walks out there against Utah and, and, and feels pretty good about things. And it's not going to be easy. There'll be adversity. He's going to make some mistakes. But... There's some things he does that, and of course, I want to remind you, Blake Shapin's out with an MCL for two to three weeks. 
Okay, that's way better than some other things that it could have been. It's MCL sprain, going to be okay, and he'll be back. He fought like crazy. There's nobody that can look at that game the other night and say, well, they lost because Blake Shapin didn't play well. Blake Shapin was running for his life. They had to take him out of the game because they couldn't protect him. So what does that tell you about what's that, what are they going to have to do? Well, they're going to have to shore that up. They're going to have to do better. They're going to have to communicate better. They can't go out there and hang their hat. If they have to change the personnel, they'll change the personnel. If they got to have a new guard in there, put the new guard in. But the one thing I guarantee you that's, that can't happen is all these false starts. Cannot be out there having pre, pre-snap penalties to put them in bad shape. You don't think that sets the tone for a game when you get down there on the goal line and you get yourself a false start? Then you got a then you got a bad situation on your hands, and um, and that's what they found themselves in. And Byers is not new to this. Byers has played plenty, and he's out there jumping, jumping, jumping. That that crowd wasn't loud enough to be causing. I mean, my gosh, it's a home crowd. This was for whatever reason the communication was not where it needs to be. You cannot have that with a guy making his first college start. You can't have that. With Sawyer Robertson, you got to have everybody on point. So as we get ready to, to show up, and we'll be on air next, next week at 7 a.m. in uh, the Office of Baylor Alumni, everybody's got to be ready to go. Everybody's got to be on point. I think you're going to see a way better showing. All right? Now, we've had a good Monday Labor Day showing. We're going to continue throughout the week. We'll do the dismount next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices like never before. For a limited time, you could save almost $10,000 on an awesome new boat. Also, for a limited time, we are offering a free water sports accessories package worth $1,000 with select Yamaha boats. But hurry, this 40th anniversary sale only lasts for 40 days or until we sell 40 boats, will you be one of the lucky few to save thousands of dollars? Imagine the happiness you would feel owning a new boat. Imagine the fun you could have. Imagine the feeling of freedom and relaxation you'll feel when you're out on the water. Check us out online at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center to see our reviews and you can see for yourself why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Extraco banks have made so much of our company growth possible. They tailor everything to us. We want to innovate and we're willing to take the risk, but they help us mitigate that risk, limit the downside. Jason Collier is more than just a banker to us. It's been a great partnership without which we could not have grown our business like we have. To learn more, visit ExtracoBanks.com. ExtracoBanks is member FDIC. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. 
on ESPN Central Texas. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, we've come to the end of our broadcast day. We've, we've dealt with a lot of this. We've talked about a lot of what happened the other night. And sun did come out today. Bears are going to have a chance to respond. Listen, there's still a lot of great players on this team. My man Dabney played great. I mean, he made a mistake. He overthrew. He's not a passer. He's a tight end. He had a great game. Dom Richardson ran his tail off in that game, even when he didn't have room. The O-line, as bad as they were, I mean, there were moments they did create some time. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's just it's demoralizing to watch what we hope is to be a really good Big 12 team get dismantled at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. It was awful. Hey, thank you for your calls. Thank you for uh, everything you had for us today, your text messages. Aaron, good work by you. Thank you, Drake Toll, uh, checking in on what's supposed to be a day off. Everybody have a great evening, and we will talk to you tomorrow at 3 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on the Monday afternoon. Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll hear from Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda. The Bears not only beaten, but beaten up Saturday. We'll get the latest on the health situation of quarterback Blake Shapin from head coach Dave Aranda.